Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Hey, Suave. Yo. You know, you know what today is, don't you? Uh, enlighten me. Today is Wednesday, June 15th. Year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. I said year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. 20 and 22. Hey, man. The uh, general public is probably hearing this on Friday, June 17th, Year of Our Lord. Year of Our Lord. I said Year of Our Lord. Year of Our Lord. 20 and 22. Amen. And uh, the significance about June 15th is something special. It's a couple things. Is it? In 20, uh, in, well, every year June 15th is... Uh, Extra waffles half off at the Waffle House? Mm. Nice. It's my favorite vegetable. Turn up, Danger One birthday, bitch. Aha. That, boy. that was my next guest. <laughs> and what better than to have a special guest on my birthday? I t- typically, you know, we try to get in our bag and try to have interviews and shit on, you know, with, with our guests. Try this, to act this like we've done this before. You know, act like we've been here and shit, but this one hits a little different. We talked nice. about him on episode 170. Did. He had a pay-per-view matchup with one Kevin Ferguson Jr., a.k.a. Baby Slice, as they call him. Kimbo Slice. He just so happens to be longtime friend of mine. Longtime friend of us. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. Yeah. You know, uh, Dish Nation uh, personality, host of the Morning Hustle, nationally syndicated morning show, your friend and mine. The mighty head cracked the gaps in this bitch. What's up, world? Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> Hit fire on these bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, five by ten. Boy, you can shut boy. I love the energy around here, man. And happy birthday, Danger Man. My man. My man. Appreciate that, man. Yo, I, I listen, I know you have a really tight schedule. We're gonna accommodate that. You know, stick around as long as you need to, as long as you want to. But let's let's talk business first and foremost. Okay. What in the hell? Like I literally found out as we were recording that you had a pay-per-view boxing match. Courtesy of uh BitcoinRodney.com. Yep, yep. How did how did this come about? So this whole celebrity boxing thing has been having a hell of a resurgence over the last couple years. So I've been seeing these different matches and events going on. You got YouTubers versus TikTokers in that whole social glove space. And, um, you know, I saw a couple matches. I was like, yo, I want to get down. So I reached out to my manager, Anna. Anna reached out to Damon Feldman, who was like, you know, the guy who actually started celebrity boxing. Because if you really do the tail of the tape, this thing was jumping off about damn near 20 years ago on Fox. I, I remember it was Sticky Fingers and uh, who was the other guy? He was no, on? that was a different joint. So that was an MTV situation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. 
And the one on Fox, I think you had like Todd Bridges fighting <laughs> Dustin Diamond, and I think Streets from Saved by the Bell fought somebody. Refrigerator Perry fought Manute Bowl. It was just all types of like maniac oh wildness God. back then. And like you know, even as a kid, I'm like, yo, I want to do that one day. So fast forward all these years, and it comes back, and I'm seeing some of the people that's associated with it, and I was like, well. I'm a little bit more famous than them, and I could do this. <laughs> so, you know, we, we reached out. They was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And next thing you know, damn near like 10 months later, it finally jumped off. Because I was supposed to fight as early as October, and then it switched to March. But my, like, I was having a hard time locking an opponent down. Was it was it was it was it the fact that they weren't taking you seriously as trying to be a competitor, or they you just no one wanted to hop in the ring with you because like they, they asked around. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So with October, it was a little too soon because I think we like started having conversations maybe in August, right, right. of 2021, and to get it jumping in October was a little bit too soon. They like to get their promo on, right? So then it turned into March, and I'm like, all right, hell yeah, let's do it, let's do it in March, whoop de whoop, and. I reached out to mad people in radio. I reached out to a few people in the rap space, also a couple DJs, and it was all like, nah, man. <laughs> you, you knew when you asked, when none of them finna fight you. But, I mean, but here's the thing, like, it's like, it's celebrity boxing. Here's the you thing. Know? Like, I'm the nah, guy from TV. You knew better, because you know the ramifications of any rapper, <laughs> DJ, or radio personality <laughs> fighting you. That is a bunch of other people they're gonna have to fight. It, well, more, more over, Suave. How about the fact that this man has live mic access a, at least right. five days per week in you prime never time. never live it down. <laughs> never. Under no, no circumstances. So maybe I undervalue like sometimes my space and place within the entertainment <laughs> lexicon because here's the right. thing. Like, you know, I'm not a rub it in your face kind of dude. Like, you know, the fight is the fight. If I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. It is what it is. But I was trying to think like, who is just as encumbered as I am? You know what I mean? Like, cause I didn't want to, cause like you look at somebody like a Jake Paul who makes YouTube videos and literally has unlimited money and time to train all day. That's not a good fight. I will get, I would probably get washed because like, listen, I get up early as hell in the morning. I fucking do a radio show, do the TV show. And I have like maybe a little bit of gas left in the tank to go work out and, and, and spa. You know what I mean? So. I needed. I was trying to find somebody who was encumbered as I was, and I was coming up with nothing. Then we locked in on an opponent, but at the opponent started hearing about how my training sessions were going. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like uh -huh. nah, fucked around, man. Fucked around and found out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Look, because that was going to be my next question. Like, how long you been ducked off in the shadows, getting your game together before it was time to get right? Officially since January. Aha. Oh, so I, I had a good six month run to get it going. So after that opponent uh, backed out, there was a couple other names that was thrown at me, and I was I was down to fight anybody at that point because like I was just tired of not having an opponent because here I am at that point I had been training for three months to fight one particular dude with a particular height and a particular you know stance, and now I'm having to change it up and I don't know who the hell I'm fighting. So it got to a point where I was like, you know, fuck it, whoever, Damon, whoever you got, whoever you got. He's like, how about Kimbo Slice Jr.? And I was like, well, wait a damn minute. This guy's a fighter fighter. Like, he does this, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, growing up, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you guys been on YouTube. I mean, like, watching his dad throw hands, 
was a, a spectacle. Man, and that's and a cultural I was, moment. Big time, man. Like, you know, we were there for every time a new Kimbo Slice fight tape would pop up. Yes. Yo, the internet would come to a complete standstill and watch that joint like it was pay-per-view. Two things and, occupied internet space back then, rap battles and Kimbo Slice. Damn right. So between point A and point B, like, you know, like, you know, at watching the Kimbo Slice tapes, then you like learn more about Kimbo Slice's life and you find out he has a son. And it's like, oh, wow, yo, like, oh, baby Slice, dope. He's doing this too. And so like, I had such a supreme respect and still do for Baby Slice, you know, not only for the fact like, damn, man, you lost your parent, man. Like, y'all lost my mom not too long ago. So I identify with that. And, um, yo, like, and I also respected his, his knuckle game in the UFC situation. I know he's like three wins, three losses, but like, I mean, that's just how it be in the UFC. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. You, could, you could be the champ with 27 losses and nine <laughs> wins. It's just like, you know, it's, it's that one, it's that one win that matters. Right. Exactly. So, like, yo, like, I respect anybody who jumps in there using feet, fists, hands, elbow choking maneuvers and the whole time, <laughs> like, because it's a dangerous game. So, I'm, I'm a little concerned, <laughs> you know, when they threw that name out there. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? He a man. I'm a man. I'm just gonna train hard, like very hard, harder than I've ever trained for anything else. And I went into the gym. And told my trainer Pepper, big shout to him. Yo, this is the game plan. Who this is who the opponent is. He was a little like non fam at first, but <laughs> he 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 worked me even harder. He brought in spawn partners who were more skilled than me. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting my ass kicked so you, all up and down. You're getting worked on a daily. Not on a daily, because you need a you need time to recover. To recover, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> like just imagine if you like you know like got into a fight Monday and Tuesday, right? <laughs> like it's not gonna work at all. Yo, because there's one thing to punch the mitts and punch the bag. Them shits don't hit back. But he was bringing it. Shout out to my man. Um, damn, why am I joined up like right now? Uh, shout out to my man Matt, who uh, was like one of my first spawn partners. He he brought in there a guy. He's like six foot two in like you know supreme shape. And the guy, like, is so good at sticking and moving, you know, I, I learned how to take a punch, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But also learn how to throw punches back. And uh, and then they brought in other sparring partners. And it, the, 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 the train just kept going and going and going and going and going until I started looking better in the ring, moving better in the ring, retaliating better, and uh, not overcommitting. Because, like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, when somebody hits you, you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you, you know start what I'm charging them, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you trying to do that little Mac punch and stuff, you know, you, you just throwing your whole shoulder and elbow out, man. Like, you know, I'm, I was over overextending. And then sometimes, too, like when you be in the heat of it, when it's new to you, you don't even be breathing. Yeah. You know, you in a yeah. ring holding your breath and stuff like that. So it took the repetition of doing it multiple times to understand, like, all right. This is how you got to control your pacing. This is how you got to like, you know, like block your space, dominate this part of the ring. Um, you know, like, yo, you tell you this person is telegraphing the punch if you see the move this way. So I learned all of that in a matter of six months. And it put me in a position to where like I was able to step in the ring last weekend and do my thing. And then thank God, like, you know, the fight was actually in June and not March because I would have did OK in March. But I felt like I was a lot better prepared when I went in there last weekend. So March is so it was March when you found out. Was it January when you found out that you were gonna be fighting Baby Slice? No, I found out I was fighting Baby Slice in like late April. Oh damn! Because the names, the names. <laughs> 
kept changing. Yeah, wow. Because even, because even in March when I went to the celebrity boxing match that they did in uh, Atlantic City, I was I just wanted to see how the show looked live. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what was the energy like? How you know was it smoothly ran and all that good stuff? And it was. And like every few matches, like then the promoter would be like, "Hey, what do you think about this guy? Would you fight this guy?" And none of those guys was Baby Slice, even though Baby Slice did fight that night. Um. And and the guy that he fought, like Baby Slice, did a, a masterful job fighting that type of opponent because I would have fought that opponent the same way Baby Slice did. Like, yo, stick and move, stay away from him because the guy was bigger than him. So looking at that strategy, yo, like he played that game well. And one of the people that they mentioned was the guy that Baby Slice fought that night. And I was like, yeah, I would fight that guy the same way. But then it changed again. So here we are, <laughs> yeah. mid to late April. They're like, yo, what about Baby Slice? And it's like, oh, shit. Okay, let's go. And yo, we went in, put in the work, and I, I think we got fantastic results, man. That's that's amazing, man. And then on top of that, like you know, like you said, Baby Slice has a professional record of three uh, three wins, three losses, no draws, and uh, you took him to the distance, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that shit right there, man. Like somebody it, has had to leak some workout footage for all of these people to just last minute be like, nah, I don't want to fight this guy. <laughs> Wait, talk about uh, me? Yes, you. you motherfucker. Wait, <laughs> you. And leak your footage out like, uh, nah, The boxing nah. community in Atlanta is very small. And I, I think people talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, I ain't go front. Like, I'm in here, like, Tyson and the cat skills and shit. But, like, I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not the fastest puncher, but I, I I hit when it when it lands it land. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know. But and I, and I would love to be able to build that speed, but I'm on the wrong side of thirty to get faster. I'm say, you know no, what I'm no, 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 so Bruno. Like, somebody somebody eat a punch from you like on the street, like they gonna feel it. They I don't know if they gonna go down, if they gonna stand up, whatever. Either way, the next day they gonna feel that shit. So. Like don't like yourself, like and I, of course I know you not because I mean we your guys and shit, but come on man, like these motherfuckers got a record, especially after doing this shit on pay per view, in front of you know thousands of people in Slice's home state. Come on man, you come on man. I feel like the odds were totally against me going in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm an enemy territory. I'm in there against a guy who's done this multiple times. Know how it feels to fight in front of a crowd. And like, I mean, and only thing I could really truly stay in as crazy as this may sound, like, you know, I'll lead with one. God had my back that night. And then also <laughs> two, you know, I have mastered the art of channeling whatever version of myself from the universe that I need that night to be who I need to be. Because when I look at my overall tail of the tape, I've pulled off some phenomenal things that I've had no right being able to pull off. And it's just only being in tune with the universe and also having a high faith in God and, you know, and just the ability to like, you know, channel. You ever seen the movie, The One? Yeah. With Jet Li? No doubt. So, yo, so you know how there was like so many different versions of Jet Li like throughout that movie? Right. I, I'm a person who truly does believe in the multiverse theory and I feel like there's multiple versions of us even better There's a current movie out right now called everything everywhere all at once. I need to check Have you that heard one. of it. No, I haven't heard of that one I need to check that though. Yo, everybody's on Dr. Strange in the multiverse multiverse of madness is jock But yo, that's truly the multiverse movie you need to see because I swear like yo danger one There's a version of you somewhere that raps and doesn't DJ you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, There's a version of you somewhere that is a chef instead of like, you know, like, you know, like, you know being on the podcast right now so yeah, we call that 20, 2001 motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> 
right. So like, you know, like there's been times where like I've been physically injured and I just closed my eyes and meditated and asked for the universe to send me the strongest, healthiest version of myself so I could do whatever it is I needed to go do that afternoon. And I would just stand up and walk away like nothing happened and then, you know, do what I got to do. And then all of a sudden fall back into myself. That happened when I did my last appearance on Sway. I was fucking crippled walking into the studio that day. But I asked for the universe to send me the healthiest, non slew footed version of myself so I could walk into that studio and not be in pain. And I blacked out, did an amazing freestyle, and had an amazing, Man. um, you know, an amazing interview with the brother. And, you know, and same thing happened in that boxing ring. When I look at the footage, and when I look at some of the still photos, which are poster worthy, ah, boy, <laughs> I'm telling you, you made the town proud, bro. Straight up. Yo, man. And, and that's <laughs> yeah, all yeah, I wanted yeah. to do, man. I didn't want to end up looking at the ceiling lights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to <laughs> first, look like, uh, first and foremost. <laughs> I didn't want to look like Martin when he fought Tommy Hearns. Uh, punks right. jump up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I just wanted to make the city proud, man. Like, you know, I don't know if I'll continue to do this. I feel like I am truly a one and done guy when it comes to boxing because like what else is there for me to do other than get knocked out man this, this, oh that's why I wait till i send you this shit man crack just sent me fucking uh no no miss green either because uh that's another uh feudal <laughs> moment in boxing history is the miss green mike tyson moment check that tell me give me the play-by-play -play of that suave when you when you get this picture it should be there right now all right, let me check my, my mobile device that Steve Jobs died to provide me. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, pretty much. See, no, this, this photograph looks like that is a knockdown. Like Gra a gravity, full, a full monster. Like <laughs> Gra gravity, gravity was not in the favor in, in this picture. There's absolutely no way. Like all, all physics, are, multiverse physics are defied if this man stands right up from the, from this stance here. This is a knockdown. He looks like Clubber Lang with headgear. <laughs> Get him! Like like that, like that ass, like Clubber Lang is back out here dropping boys. You better keep your guards up. Oh Yo, man! And, and like and knowing that my DNA is half pizza, like there's no way. <laughs> Damn it, bro! I should have been able to look like this that night. I, I remember, I remember a, a night or two being at Crack's house, him pulling up video footage. Of uh, going home to New York and then come going to Gray's Papaya and he acting like a kid eating popsicle for the first time. So like he's not lying about the half pizza shit. Like, and, and I want to be four hundred pounds in my heart. Like, in my heart, I want to be four hundred pounds. But I also really like the way my clothes fit when I'm in shape. And one thing I gotta say is like this boxing training has got me in the best shape that I've been in since I've been a tax paying adult. Yeah, you look phenomenal, B. Like. I no, not no cap at all. You look phenomenal, man. Like you are a testament to good health and what good health should, should look like, you know. And of course, we don't know about the, the full diet, and I don't want you to disclose that. However, if anybody is striving to be uh, any anything any, anything remotely close to physically fit. This is a uh, a good blueprint to want to go after. So yeah, I mean, yo, I mean, and I'll give you the game, man. Like you know, I was going into the gym about three to four times a week, and you know, 
boxing training is a lot of cardio. It, 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 like and like because my ankles are made of uh, Kit Kats, the uh, <laughs> like I didn't really do a shit ton of running. But you know, I would start every workout routine with doing like nine minutes of jumping rope, and then I would shadow box for about three to four rounds. You know what I'm saying? And like it doesn't sound like it's a, a heavy workout, but when you throwing punches and you moving around like that, you do work up quite a sweat, right? Yeah. And then when you hit in the mitts with the, you know with the trainer or whatnot, if you don't have mitts to hit, maybe you could buy like a little punching bag and then set that three minute timer and just run different punch combos for you know a duration of like what a 12 round fight would be and you'd be surprised how many calories you burn off and as it relates to diet yo man like the enemy is bread yeah i mean i remember uh I, I remember when you first went to atlanta and came back and did a show in dallas and uh I, you had dropped maybe 30 pounds the first thing you told me is like yeah cut the bread out yeah like and like and it's so hard to do that because like every place you go to that has a drive through is some meat slapped between some bread. Even like you know as much as I love pizza, I realize that like gluten free pizza is a little bit healthier than you know eating other pizza. You know what I'm saying? So like it's just about cutting back and and just making like logical decisions and just doing more veggies and. and and greens and stuff like that and the dope thing is i don't crave those horrible things i used to crave you know before the fight i mean granted i have been eating some bullshit the last couple days <laughs> but uh you know popeyes they had 59 cent chicken the other day like, oh the god <laughs> uh, the devil is always <laughs> busy anniversary oh, prices and shit <laughs> oh, the devil be working overtime like overtime with, with extra staff but you know like tomorrow when i wake up you know back to eat healthy you know a pair in the morning um, you know, uh, a handful of cashews. You know, like you know what easiest way to break it down? One four hundred calorie meal every three hours, mm. just to keep your metabolism burning. I know four hundred calories doesn't sound like a lot, but if you weigh your portions out and you finding your you know the right foods and cutting your cal, you cutting your carbs, you'll be strizzy, man. Like a fat, a protein, and a um, a fat, a protein, and a carb. That's all you need. And a carb is a fruit or a vegetable. Right. Natural and, like, natural yeah, sugars. Natural sugars, yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, I like Twizzlers and shit, but, like, you know, like, you can't pull that <laughs> off a treat. A treat. <laughs> so, you're, so you you did a 23 and me and came back with 87.3% snacks. That's what I'm getting at, right? <laughs> at one point in time, yeah, that definitely was me. Like, yo, uh, movie theater popcorn, Twizzler. God damn. <laughs> Look, I, I just need that my, my, half my DNA is pizza on a shirt. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every Friday, man, we would order Marcos. Like every Friday. Oh like, man! And the fact that we would order so much pizza is like you're eating pizza Friday and Saturday. And yo, it's just so funny how like even if you get in shape, like and you start to see even one or two abs, right? <laughs> eat, yo, eat some bread and watch how fast them abs fall back in your bushes. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> oh man, that's taking me back to college right there. I remember the word when I first saw my abs, like yes, and then fucked around and ate some ate some fried chicken with a piece of bread on the side, Chicago style too. Eh, woo, yo, that shit was not every, popping. Every time I got in shape, bro, I celebrated getting in shape and got fat again. Every single time, like hell yeah, it's it a celebration every time, every time. <laughs> Yo, we ain't gonna keep you, man. We appreciate the conversation. We got to get you on here when you got more time. But shit, you got to find more time. You need a twenty-eight hour day, man. Give Dude, me a. Uh, all you need to do 
is just give me a heads up and be like, yo, we doing it at this time. Like, yo, you hit me at you hit me in the fourth quarter. I was about to start watching Obi One with the fan. <laughs> Thank God, it's like ten minutes worth of credits. That's why I was like, yo, I'm gonna be eight minutes late. Like, shit just happened, right? So, but yo, man, yo, I love what y'all throwing down. I love the shit y'all be talking about. And yo, the vibe is fun. And yo, listen, man, we go back like lawn chairs. So. Um, yo, whatever you need me, man, I'm, I'm always down to pull up, man. And I'm just glad to see that, yo, how this is episode what? 171. Clap it up one time for that. Yeah, we 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 thought we were the longest running, but we are one of maybe top two, top three at the very least. Longest running black pro wrestling and hip hop podcast going in the world. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. And yo, y'all keep it going, man. Beat all the records and uh, do what they say they couldn't be done, man. Like, yo, I'm proud of y'all for real, for real. Hey, man, we're proud of you too, bro. Like, it, it, it goes without saying. I mean, like, like last time we saw you, we were on stage together. So that that alone shows, you know, the camaraderie there, because like that that stage is a, is a is a sacred place, man. While we while we have the last few seconds with you, plug everything, man. Go for it. I right, listen, man, my new single is out right now. It's called Violence. The B-side is called For the Love. The music video for Violence is dropping in about a week. Be sure you follow me on YouTube at H-E-A-D-K-R-A-C-K. Music is streaming everywhere. Same name on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff, man. Shouts out to Travel by the Seventh Keynote. You know what I'm saying? Bodega okay, Brothers forever. Hey! Yo, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I'll I be, I be capping a lot, man. I, I think I maybe you can back me up on this crack. I believe I was the first show DJ y'all ever had. This is probably group. likely because um, uh, some of the first Bodega shows were like on Lower Greenville. And I believe you held down the decks for us at one of the yeah. Lower Greenville shows yep. as well as something that we did in Deep Ellum as well. Yeah. Which is now like Deep Ellum is like now Beirut and shit. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, the, let the promoters tell Man. it. <laughs> Bro, oh, yo, like, shit. like I never like was in. I've ne- like, cause I did a show there like a couple weeks ago, and like while I'm there, people was like, "Yo, why are you out here? Shit ain't safe." Like, why are you telling me that now that I'm here? Like, you know, you couldn't send me that to DM. <laughs> it's better you know, like, got the shit blocked like, off. In my but... ear say, you know, T Pain canceled the show at the Bomb Factory because he didn't feel safe. I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you're That's good. Fair. You're you're good here. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. I'm trying to be at the house. Let's <laughs> nah, nah. be. I've been swung on a deep Ellum before. Like shit, get happen to anybody. I could have saved the gas and the toll fees if y'all hit me earlier. <laughs> Straight up, we could we could have did a show on, the, on in downtown and got got better traction. <laughs> shit, yo, I mean, the, the show was be great. Satellite. <laughs> but you know, but the show is great. But like you know, it's almost like buying a house, and then someone tells you people were murdered in it when you got there. Yeah, you know they, they got to tell you that first. <laughs> you can't just buy that. You can't just get those keys without being told that shit first. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, could have knocked me off a whole another sixty five grand just for that. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we can negotiate, you know what I'm saying? But it's gonna cost you a little bit. Like, every house got skeletons, but I'm just saying. Let me, yo, let me negotiate with the ones you're giving me. Every house got skeletons, but how many got ghosts? <laughs> See? <laughs> See, and that's why the Sci-Fi Channel is still in business. Oh shit, yeah. crack man, we appreciate you, man. Go ahead, uh, take care of the family. Tell them I said what up, and uh, we at you, bro. It, it'll be a lot sooner than this. I can uh, 171 episodes. You not being on here is a fucking travesty, but we'll we'll make it right the next time, bro. This is me saying in a recorded format. I can't wait. 
My man. Y'all soon, man. Peace and love, brother. I right, love you, brother. We talk soon, man. Thank you. Back at you, man. Peace. Right on, yeah, man. Motherfucking yeah. head cracked again, yo. That's that's that, what a birthday present, man. We we do we actually have some shit to talk about today? Cause like our our, our friends are cooler than yours. <laughs> Show at brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's at brokenpistolbc on everything. Everything. Everything thing. Let's see. Oh, we here. got we got plenty to talk about to, to address your question. Oh, there's plenty. So there's, there's good and plenty. Where do we start? Because I, I know I, like I, I've got a rap sheet. Like I just like forbidden doors taking shape. Jay White. Oh, oh, Jay White. Hey, oh, you man. want you want to work. You want to work backwards from the most impactful thing or you want to build up to the most outrageous shit? We, we can we can go for the most impactful to the most outrageous. I like that order. Let's unwrap, uh, let's unwrap this box. Cause one of those are the same thing. Oh shit! <laughs> like let's keep let's keep it G. One of those are the same thing. Uh, fuck. We here now. Let's go. So you remember a couple episodes back when I said, and I didn't realize how much foreshadowing was going on when I said it. The way WWE handles its female talent. Oh. Is going to be the undoing of an empire. Oh boy! Well, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) the chickens have come home to roost. Oh man! Chicken, 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 boy, please, whatever, whatever. You see what, man? Listen. Uh, somebody done told it. Somebody done told it. And and for those of you who do not know what we are referencing and, and throwing jokes back and forth about. Vincent Kennedy McMahon and various members of the brain trust of WWE, namely John Laurinaitis, a.k.a. Johnny Ace, a.k.a. People Power, a.k.a. one half of the dynamic dudes with Shane Douglas. A.k.a. Uh, brother of uh, the late uh, J- uh, James Laurinaitis, a.k.a. AKA Road Warrior uh, Animal. 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 You add the H when you say animal now that way because you know you acknowledge Hawk at the same time. Animal. Yeah. Animal. So um there's there's an investigation that's been launched by the WWE Board of Trustees behind a three million dollar settlement that was paid out from Vince McMahon's personal funds to a person who um Let's call it hush money. This person was an employee who was getting paid an alleged salary, a, a paralegal, of one hundred thousand per year that went up to two hundred thousand per year. Price just went up upon the the kicking off, the jumping off of being a jump off. Or or romantically involved, involved, depending on your your vernacular. Okay. So I I have the story pulled up, so we'll go we'll go long form with it because normally Wood does the uh, reading out loud in class. So I'm gonna tag in. <laughs> I'm gonna tag in for him because normally this he does this. Why consider this a, consider this one of the birthday gift offerings? Why why has that been synonymous lately with being a light skinned thing to do? 
<laughs> what, read aloud? Reading aloud, like, yeah. <laughs> well, because I, because we can? Like, look, man. I, look, I will never be shamed for being able to read, write, or count. Thank you. It's some, some things you just not going to make me feel self-confident about. Oh, man. <laughs> or self-confident, self-conscious. You made me feel self-confident. Yeah, self-conscious. Yeah, whatever you can't make. Yeah, you can't make me feel self-confident, and you can't. You really can't make me feel self-conscious either. But yeah, you're not gonna shame me for being able to articulate. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you, you, you bitch, you. You bitch, you. You ain't gonna bring no skin, no skinism or colorism into the fact that I can perform well at a, sc- a scholastic level. <laughs> yeah, you mean? If you don't get somewhere and study for the test and the tax test, <laughs> help, you, help you cheering with a long division for you come around this bitch trying oh, to point fingers. Oh, Starface ass! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Anyway, uh, c- continue right, on, continue so on, your, on your on your guy because you said one word earlier. Which one was that? Outside of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you said paralegal. There only yes. means one other name, but go, go ahead. <laughs> so, 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 Pete, I have the story. Uh, this one's probably the most fleshed out version of the story that I've heard today. And this one is care of the Wall Street Journal. So I'm going to read that one. The Wall Street Journal reports that WWE's board is investigating a $3 million hush money settlement that Vince McMahon paid a departing employee, in parentheses, a paralegal, over an alleged affair. The agreement is intended to prevent the woman from discussing her relationship with McMahon or making critical statements about him. The board's investigation reportedly began in April and has expanded into other non-disclosure agreements that involve misconduct claims made by former female WWE employees about McMahon and John Laurinaitis. Mm. So there is a paper trail, meaning this shit could get worse. Meaning this shit could go downhill quickly. (sighs) Continuing, the board's preliminary findings show that McMahon used personal funds. So he didn't didn't pull out of the cookie jar. He's just like, hey, uh, I got it. Here it go. McMahon used personal funds to the former employee, including the one who made the allegations about Laurinaitis. So we don't know if they're one in the same. If the $3 million hush money is the same, same individual that's hitting up Laurinaitis about whatever. But so... Oh, but there's more. Oh, no. (laughs) Wall Street Journal reports that the board members learned about the $3 million agreement through a series of anonymous, anonymous emails from someone who said that the former WWE paralegal was their friend. (gasps) Jacob! Mustafa Ali. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Mustafa Ali does finally said retribution was going to happen one way or the other. <laughs> thought you brought me back here to get the work done, and now I'm working you. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Paralegal is their friend. Yeah, that anonymous email shit. That, that's the that's the most telling sign that what I was talking to you about earlier. That, that smells set up. That smells like all the Gruden. It's like, coop season. Like, here's the what, thing, man. Check the temperature outside. It's hot. It's coop season. Or like, cool. Cool. Ooh. 
We'll keep it cool. Here's the thing. So, so I don't understand why people hold on to these emails only to hold on to these emails. Like, you want to keep the receipt? That's great. File them shits with your taxes. Look, bro. And how often do we see, should we file our taxes? Once a year. Once a year. Unless you, you know, you independently. If you're an independent contractor, you pay taxes throughout the year, but you only file once. quarterly. But yeah, yeah you, you only pay file taxes five once. Man, it, it's so, not, it's not, it's not hard. So if you can do that shit for someone you don't like, why won't you do this shit for someone that you that you at one point had actual feelings for? These ain't feelings. These is needs and desires. I'm, mm. But I'm gonna I'm I'm let you know what's going on as soon as I finish reading this. I, well, so I, I have my I have my own idea. Absolutely, and I need to hear that because you you prepped me to, that you had a, a stance that needed to be heard. One email stated that McMahon increased the woman's salary from one hundred thousand to two hundred thousand. If you're keeping score at home, yesterday's price <laughs> is not today's price. <laughs> Price just went up. So she done delivered some hundred thousand dollar top. <laughs> oh my god! Convertible. I'm keep it real. <laughs> you you did your job or the job that you were doing at the time was to such satisfaction of the consumer that they doubled what you were making annually. Bluetooth. I do it with no hands. But we couldn't we couldn't a hundred plus talents for budget cuts. So Ah Hold what you got. No 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 hold on. I'm just I'm I'm keeping score. I'm care I'm carrying the one literally. Mm. You, you got over one hundred talents. Well cut, over a hundred. Furloughed or not re-signed for budget cuts. I mean, <laughs> when you got this kind of shit going on, well, look, Vince ain't paying nobody out of his pocket. That's number one. He ain't paying no talent out of his pocket. I don't give a damn who it is. I can probably count three people he might, 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 might pay out of his pocket. Maxi single, name them Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> Steve Austin, and Mark Calloway. Boy, <laughs> Joe Noie is loading. <laughs> I'm about to say he if 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 we have to have a hidden track, it's definitely Joe Noie. Yeah, one, once the <laughs> the Rock will have the last track on the on the disc, and then if you wait another two minutes and twelve seconds, damn, you see you start it start counting backwards, but there's nothing wrong with your player because there's music coming. Just know that. Yeah, all, yeah, all you hear is Roman getting his bars together. <laughs> You'll, you'll hear tribal drums. <laughs> right. Right. But, yeah, like, Vince ain't paying nobody out of his pocket. So, I mean, we say this tongue-in-cheek, but, like, it's 200 grand. It's 200 grand plus whatever the the, the 3 million for the hush money. But I don't, what I don't understand is, well, no, I do understand. It's, you know, when you're that rich, you play the game different. Like, you just, you do. You make sure all bases are covered. This is no different than what Jerry Jones went through about two months ago, where he had a child that he had uh, <laughs> um, supposedly conceived in the 90s, and that child was a full adult 
who was working as um, a staffer in Washington for a politician and had been her her mother had been paid apparently for a, a long portion of the child's life um she came of age well she was totally taken care of financially you know throughout time and then decided that she was going to put all of this out because of whatever reason now it didn't last long because hush money is hush money and gerald wayne jones don't play that shit right on <laughs> Like, look, you ain't finna look. One thing you ain't finna do is embarrass Gerald Wayne about nothing having to deal with nothing having to deal with his money. I like to drink Jimmy was it uh, Jimmy Walker and and I like to have a good time or Johnny Walker. I, I wouldn't they, recommend drinking Jimmy Walker. That might not work yeah, out. Yeah, that, no, not even in dust form. The uh, I know mine and. and uh, <laughs> Couple couple of months ago, we found uh, Jerry Jones on the receiving end of, of a news story being in a uh, historically incorrigible part of the of the Dallas area at early he, he, one morning. No, no, the the street <laughs> the street is terrible, but where he was coming from <laughs> is where the money was. Yeah, like don't don't put that on Jerry because you know Jerry get his shit delivered like a pizza. What the I, fuck I'm, you I'm mean? just saying, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, look, Gerald Wayne has a lot of reasons that you can fire his ass up on any podcast and any reason, but now that ain't one of. <laughs> he is not on Harry Hines trying to score nothing. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm not finna put that jacket on my dog. I've seen you're more, not finna I've disrespect my more, OG like this. I've seen more from less money. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> don't don't put don't you put that evil on him, Ricky let Bobby. Me, let me let me fall back just to taste here. Uh-huh. So we're talking about quote unquote potential writings on the wall. We're not alleging anything. We're literally quoting an article. This we ain't even from, this ain't even from a dirt yeah. sheet. This is from Bleacher yeah. Report. No, no, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Oh, well, well, what, well, there you go too. <laughs> we saw the original story from Bleacher Report, but damn that ESPN put the shit out as we were doing this. So, so as as we're talking about this, it, it it's circulating to larger. I hate to say, I hate, I, I hate to say this. Outlets. More reputable media outlets than the ones that the wrestling industry tends to shy away from. It's climbing up the ladder. That that said, so by tomorrow it'll be on TMZ, and then it'll start to kind of do its dance through some of the major channels. I don't think it's gonna make it to like, you know, Fox. It might make it to Fox News, maybe. Here, I, here's a question that I have for you. I know the answer. But here's a question I have for you. All right. It says that Vince McMahon is under investigation. Who in the hell would be investigating Vince McMahon? It's now it says the WWE board. (laughs) So the (laughs) other shareholders. (laughs) Typically. No, before you light that motherfucking Roman candle. (laughs) Let let me get the last two paragraphs off that we can go. We can go all the way off. A WWE <laughs> spokesperson said that the company is cooperating with the board's investigation and that the relationship between McMahon and the woman was consensual. We ain't even denying that we was fucking off. There's no denial whatsoever 
that fucking off was taking place. Okay. The main thing is that you know it's consensual. Last, right. last, last little group of sentences, and then you can go off. No, 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 no. Hold on, because I, I still, I, my question is going to be parked, but uh, of, of, well, on you, that one. You senior, you senior citizens is un- impatient. I'm, now I'm coming, I'm coming back. Don't worry. So Shane McMahon, then Trips comes back, and then Stephanie leaves. Continue. WWE lawyer Jerry. McDivitt. There's the name. Reportedly says that the woman hadn't made any claims of harassment against McMahon and that WWE did not pay any monies. And that's in quotation marks. So that's a direct quote. WWE did not pay any monies to her on her departure. Done. When you have a board of directors, right? Talk that talk that corporate shit. There are usually those who are either no longer in positions of power who are also on the board, but in most cases, there are typically three to four members of the corporate hierarchy that are on said board. Those boards usually consist of about 11, 12, or 13 people, depending on the board that you're dealing with. Can you name some of these positions or some of these titles? Uh, yeah, CEO, CFO. That's two. Um, with, I mean, those are the ones that matter. Everybody else just kind of, oh, VP, uh, executive VP. How about the president? Yes. Because the president and the CEO aren't always the same. No. No. The chairman and the CEO aren't always the same. Not always. That said, Vince Vincent Kennedy McMahon is the chairman and CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, there is a man who is the president whose last name is not to be confused with Tony sidebar shit Tony Khan taking pictures with Triple H <laughs> but recent pics nah that's, I don't think oh. it's recent but it's, this shit's still circulating but I just that's, that's just that's just that's fucking funny. hilarious but that's uh funny. but Nick Khan is uh if I'm not mistaken I'll do my Googles while I'm talking but I believe Nick Khan is listed as president of World Wrestling Entertainment what did I say to you when you first sent me this and I read it? And my response was, You what? said it sounds, and that, he, that is his title. You said it sounds like a setup. And I, 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 my, I my, my first words were, This is a hit. Oh, <laughs> you did say this, hit. This yeah. is a, this is a <laughs> professional hit. <laughs> yeah, you and did say hit. And then I hit. followed it up and doubled down and say, This, this reads like a setup. So and the more, the more stories and the more versions I heard, just supported it so this wall street journal version was like yeah this is a snuff so i reserve i reserved my comments on that specifically just for the show just just to come up come back with you absolutely i i 100 agree with you there is nothing that comes from this but the removal of vincent kennedy vincent kennedy mcmahon from power how many positions vincent kennedy mcmahon holds within wwe remains to be seen but his immediate impact on absence will be reverberated for I would say years but at this point I'm going to say months 
and we don't know again what is going to come of this we're only speculating we're not trying to start shit but we've seen this happen before in different situations corporate non-corporate street we like that doesn't talk about what we talking about it doesn't end well and for for someone north of 75 years old who's still coming to work and having 100% attendance fam your days are numbered fam I mean literally and figuratively but now like okay just for one second digest this for me for, we're on the verge of watching three McMahons be ousted in 90 days 90? maybe maybe a little longer I'm about to say I would pro- wow shit I just thought about it Mania wasn't that far damn <laughs> Look, Shane, Shane is the only thing that makes it extend past I, 90 days. I keep forgetting that it's 100 degrees here. We just have we still haven't hit summer yet. So yeah, you're what, right. Yeah, what's the what's the date of the Royal Rumble? Because it might be at the end of January. That's January. Yeah, that's like, January. I can tell you that's January. But there was talks of him at Mania though. But they fired his ass right after Royal, after Mania. Me after Royal Rumble. Rumble. So, yeah, you're right. So, so that's the, January. What's the what was the date? The actual date of the Royal Rumble. All right, Royal Rumble 2022 was held on January the 28th, 29th. So he got fired in February because it was the following week. So, yeah, so even still, so that puts us about 120 days, give us m- muscle manos. Right. So, essentially, in a quarter, give or take spring break and a summer vacation. Worst case scenario, we'll say a trimester just for shits and giggles. Fine, perfect. Since we're we're dealing we're dealing with discussing things involving women. Hey, wow! <laughs> Who else is gonna go through a trimester? Uh, people. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, oh, hey, look, shit. I love you, but I will never lie to you. <laughs> but but look, in in such a short amount of time, and ninety days would have been would have been absolutely poetic justice Shane's out of there and it's not necessarily like it's a difficult thing to get Shane out of there because Shane has bounced on WWE more than one occasion but then you get Stephanie to to leave and, and delete all her work history off Indeed which that's like that's kind of that's signifying that your entire legacy under the company that that's a family company was a black eye to you. What it makes me feel like is she knew this was coming. Like that's the smoke before the fire because being a woman like and and the whole thing comes from infidelity. Had you been faithful in your marriage, the contract oh my god, the contract you broke. Oh my god. Listen, it just came listen, full circle listen, for me. listen, hold on. What did I say last week about the kind of what marriage was? A binding, <laughs> a binding agreement, agreement between, between two people. Two. Yep. <laughs> so, so now nobody, and I do mean nobody, can hold any sort of grudge with Naomi and Sasha because, hey, if they're in breach of contract, so, so is Vince. Vince. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the bars. She, the bars. Oh, the, the bars. bars. <laughs> oh, we've been out here, man. We've been out here breaking Active. down bricks. Do you hear me? It's been e- it's been Easter egg season for real around here. 
But St uh, Stephanie deletes her work history off of LinkedIn. Don't, don't. I don't know why I said indeed. Yes. That's just where you apply for a writer's job. <laughs> so <laughs> she deleted her work not history. Not that you know anything about that or anything. No, not at I all. Mean, not, I mean, when I did mine, it was still LinkedIn, but still. Uh. But Stephanie, she's out the door. And Trips, even though he came back for Mania, he's already said, I will never work in the same capacity that I did previously. So there is no rise to power. Like, Trips is not going to be the. He won't be the replacement for McMahon. He might be another version if he sticks around for whatever's about to happen next. And first of all, I, I, truth be told, Vince McMahon is irreplaceable. Facts. Like, you cannot have the totality of um, shifts on the clock that that man has on a daily basis and try to replace him with another body. It is impossible because he is inhuman. Facts. That said, y'all better line up a few. <laughs> Look, That's all I'm shit, by, shit got shit about to be different, different, different. Now, okay, put put all these cars on the table. This isn't a situation where he's air quotes taking it from anybody. This is supposedly a consensual situation. It is infidelity. He is cheating on his wife, who is out being a politician. Which allegedly wasn't the first time this has happened to to, to this to to a degree, not not to this degree, but to a degree. Which you know what that brings up that other quote I gave you earlier today. Like we had so much pre-production after this shit came out. I say you got to figure he's in his late seventies and been doing this shit since the late seventies. On you just on his own, like because I remember it's like shit from 76, 77 from Capitol when they were wrestling when they're doing shows in D.C. under whoa, his whoa, whoa, father's whoa, whoa, umbrella. Whoa, whoa, stop! I'm not talking about nothing wrestling. I'm talking about out here fucking off on his old lady. Oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. He's in his late seventies, and he' been doing this shit since the seventies. Uh, born in nineteen forty-five. You feel me? Anybody born in nineteen forty-five was doing what in nineteen seventy? <laughs> fucking or doing fucking dope. around. Fucking or doing dope. <laughs> if not both, one after the other, or simultaneously at the same damn time. How do we know this? Well, I'm a product of the 70s, and I actually have a brother and a sister, both born in the 70s. So, there. <laughs> I mean, as am I. <laughs> so, yeah, straight like that. And then I, I go on to say, how do you just now have some shit go public? Because, like, all the lecherous shit that he's probably done, he's probably done enough lecherous shit in the last 20 years to cover a lifetime. He is the wrestling equivalent of Hugh Hefner. Hell, he's done enough during the Attitude Era. And that's if you want to end it at 2006. If. You could go from 2000 until yesterday. <laughs> and probably get Wilt Chamberlain numbers. Oh, man. Probably. But I said, he's been doing it that long. How do you just now have some shit go public? Because somebody wants it to be public. McDivitt has never been this careless with anything. Flight flight from hell plane or plane ride there, from hell there, none of that you ain't you you can stop with that one because there is nothing that you can like as, especially after the shitstorm the show caused that man is bulletproof there's a reason he's still on board in fact hasn't he been on board for damn near 30 years 
he was at the steroid trial. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so he he closer to forty than thirty. Man, he might he might be WWE employee number two. Number one was Howard Finkel, rest in peace. Shit, yeah, you might be right. Is is McDivitt old enough to have been Vince Senior's lawyer too? Nah, nah. That, nah. <laughs> well, I you, eh, let's see. Vince Senior died. Uh-huh, maybe, let's see yeah. here. Let, let's see here. Let's see how old this man is. Now, if you tell me he's fifty six, I'm gonna be like, the fuck. Nah, you he's seventy two. See, running buddies. So it's uh, so, so six it's, and eight running mates. It's very possible, age wise, that he would have been out of school long enough to practice and, uh, for and 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 uh, and actually be counsel for uh, Vincent uh, J. McMahon. Because you know, for him to pull off all the shit he pulled off with the territory era and the first WrestleMania, he had a lawyer right up in, in his hip pocket. And it's probably, if I had to guess, I don't have intimate knowledge. I'm pretty sure I know who I can ask. But if I had to guess, I would guess the lawyer for all of that is the same lawyer he has now. That's why we have more breaking news. Who broke it? The internet. In all shapes, forms, and sizes. Why ain't put that hoe back together then? <laughs> if you're gonna be breaking shit, you ought to be, you know, classy enough to put it back together. We we already talked about this shit earlier in the episode, and the fact that we're having to come in and post edit this shit in, it has got to be, you know, you know, it's major. Ah, uh, what we it's a busy day in these internet streets. What we fear has come to full fruition. Who feared? Who feared? The world. We we <laughs> knew what the fuck was gonna happen. We told you. <laughs> told you exactly how this was gonna go. You've seen entirely too many examples of it in the free world. <laughs> fuck the free world. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> now, appro- approximately 8 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, June 17th. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. Doop. Amen. Vincent Kennedy McMahon has stepped down as president. I'm sorry, as chief executive officer of... Uh, and chairman of World Wrestling Entertainment. In his place in the interim, a familiar name to this sphere, you may know her as one who just left the company and erased her whole bio company related not even a month ago. Taking daddy's helms, no pun intended, (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie McMahon is now Mm. the interim CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment. Sale. That's how we're going to say it from now. CEO. Sale. Sale. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Also slated for SmackDown tonight. SmackDeasy. Is a statement 
presumed to be a live statement. I would not go that far. From Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Now allow me allow me to put this in y'all ear. Sell. <laughs> Sell. <laughs> I would not send Vincent Kennedy McMahon out into that minefield of an open air arena <laughs> with a live microphone on live television. Where are they tonight? I do, does it matter? <laughs> no. Just, just be thankful you're not in Chicago or fucking Philadelphia. Boy, of all the cities, those two in particular. In particular, be thankful you're not there. I'm not sure where they are on the loop right now. But um, I want to say they're on the border, but I can double check that. Because of the, the, the sensitive nature of the content that is causing this live appearance i would say that this needs to be a short sweet and concise apology but pre-taped played at the top of the show fade off hit the signature go on with the show Ooh, they are in minneapolis minnesota You're close enough to Chicago that some people might have made some last minute plans. It's a five a five and a half hour drive as the crow flies from Chicago. It's some motherfuckers in Chicago die hard enough to make that five and a half hour drive. There's now. some diehards from Milwaukee that make that five and a half hour drive. Cause now cause you already were gonna get the tribal chief. So that was already daily a selling acknowledgement. Point. Off the top. So you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a grand championship uh, title defense. You gonna get to see your tribal chief? <laughs> Grand chip, love it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not backing off that. That's, that's just, what that that's is. What we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, WWE Grand Champion, your tribal chief Roman Reigns. You get to see him in action. You get a title defense on free TV. And now Vince McMahon is essentially going to face the music. Now here's why I feel like it won't be a pre-tape. What is the biggest issue that WWE has had? Say for the last, uh, let's let's be, let's lowball it and say for the last two years. Attendance? Mm, there's something else that ranks a little higher. Ratings? Bingo. <laughs> and because of television ratings being what they are, and the people involved wanting what they want, Vince McMahon on live television with a live mic. With a live audience shooting live rounds on Fox, on Fox is probably the biggest reason to. Ha- it, it's a ratings draw. Like I'm gonna watch yeah, this SmackDown is, this, and I ain't gave a fuck. This is the single more. biggest uh, in WWE. The single biggest. Uh, you need to watch this episode moment since Brock Lesnar took on Kofi Kingston that I can think of. Am I wrong in that? Uh, You know you got to give me like at least 30, 45 minutes notice when you say shit like that so I can... I wasn't expecting to even think that even hear this conversation, so <laughs> we're even. Um, but, but I mean, just let's go back to, to the, Fox, uh, the Fox Smackdown era. Um, people knew Kofi was about to have his ass handed to him, didn't realize it was going to be in eight seconds. No one expected Cain Velasquez. 
I mean, no, but here, here's the thing. It's it's even bigger than all of that. Like, yeah, Fox rolled out the red carpet, and yes, they had the rock on episode one and all those different things. But no, so but what I'm what I'm asking is, has there been a moment in WWE since then, since the inception of SmackDown bringing Fox on, uh, I mean Fox bringing SmackDown on, uh, that's worth all eyes and all ears, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, to be gazed upon the WWE product in real time. Probably not. That, that's, that's my point. And but that's also a, a condemning statement of just what WWE's been doing. Like th- there's nothing. This particular situation. This isn't even. This is not a wrestling thing. This transcends all wrestling. Wrestling story. This is life. Are, yeah, this is life, and th- there are going to be people who have not watched wrestling in a many a moon that because of this story. And now the announcement that Vince McMahon will be on SmackDown to address the WWE Universe in one form or another, you're going to see people come back that had long since been stopped dealing with WWE, even before the move to Fox. This is... We, this could possibly be the nail in the coffin of the greatest story never told. You think? So... We, we've heard rumors of, or speculation, not even rumors, but speculation of a Vince McMahon biopic. We know there's... Oh, that's posthumous. There are things that Vince McMahon... Or there was one that was talked about, like, current. Um, I, I know, but what I'm saying is you ain't getting shit now. Yeah, that because the, the, whole, the whole story's changed. Like, we're talking about not just this, but... Allegedly, in 1986, the first female WWE WWF referee uh, was asked to perform fellatio on one VKM, and when she refused, uh, she was allegedly raped. There's also stories of an alleged storyline that Vince or Shane was the father of Stephanie's unborn child. You heard me correctly. Yeah, an incest storyline that was scrapped. Thankfully, scrapped. Brought to you by the same company who brought you Katie Vick. So are these things too far-fetched to believe? You know it's in the... you know it's in their DNA. <laughs> Literally. See what I did there? I'm, I'm surgical <laughs> with this shit. It, I just... I, I'm trying to think of the last time like anything this... this major took place on on WWE television. We right? just we, we just talked about this not even two days ago. Literally on the same episode about the shoe, how the shoes drop quickly. How how reckless things have been over the years and now the floodgates. Like could it be could it be like and you know we don't we never speak this guy's name on the show, but could it be that was the last time like there was a, a real earth shaking type transcending yes. event. Yes. Yes. 
Um, I that's one of those I can't, things. I can't think of another one other I, than maybe Roman's Eddie, announcement. Roman's announcement is the only thing that remotely came close to that. Yeah. Um, but Eddie, Eddie comes to mind too. Like, man, you gotta. I mean, because res- wrestling deaths, unfortunately, are somewhat commonplace. Yeah. What happened? What happened with the guy that we don't talk about? That transcended wrestling because that became that was a much larger and more grim situation. Any, we've said it before. It, it, things you can't beat in a talent competition starts with God and kids. Right. And child was involved gospel, with you this. You sing gospel music, or you, yeah, you sing gospel music, or you have kids do anything. Chances are you're not winning if you're not doing one of those two. Now, granted, this wasn't a talent competition, but a kid was involved, and there was innocence there that was lost because of the situation. Oh, I'm I not, can't. I'm I, I don't. I, I don't remember the date, but I remember exactly where I was when I saw that raw, and I remember my reaction watching that raw, and I did not even change for commercial. I also remember the, uh, the subsequent statement the next night on SmackDown that refuted everything that that raw stood for. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this is dark, I, bro. This, this <laughs> is yeah. That's this is the dark side funny. of the ring. This is the dark side of the ring that nobody wants, but everybody needs to oh, see. Oh, oh, but everybody needs to get. <laughs> like you gonna have to get these bars. <laughs> now, and and as we've said, stated in the episode, like everything, all the transgressions, and and like wonky ass energy that's been directed towards women like it's all like karma's a motherfucker ain't it but it's even funnier how you tongue and cheek wanted to name this episode old man river wanted to well you're going it has been it has been dubbed such already you got any better suggestions? Especially now? No, sir. I, I, okay, thank you. This has been my TED talk. Like, look, I, I just I just want people to understand that like this is a this is going to be a cultural moment that lives with, with us as wrestling fans potentially for the rest of our natural lives because this is a shift in business. This is this this has catastrophic ramifications in the world of business. Well, kinda, but at the same time, what ended up happening this morning gave me a little more hope against what I thought was going to happen. So, when the heir apparent was named as Stephanie McMahon, that took a lot off of what I thought was going on. Or what I kind of had an inclination that was going on. I still feel like it's it's a professional hit. No different than Jerry Jones and his his um, illegitimate daughter's uh, story that came out a couple about a month or two ago. Uh, same as you know Gruden in in Oakland. Same as anything that goes on with the Washington Commanders or Commandos or whatever the fuck they are. What's what's better than plucking one? Plucking two. Absolutely correct, sir. All right. Why 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 settle for second best when you can get all the heads at the same table at the same time? I don't think we're done. I don't think we're done by a long shot, Steve Austin. I, I don't 
okay. I expected Khan to get the call. I expected him to get the tap on the shoulder. And but I didn't expect anything to happen this fast. So wait, so the common theme. What's been the common theme with two major backstage figures with WWE that have departed over the last since April, since the beginning of April? Um you said what's the The common theme? Leaving to spend more time with family. Mm. Yeah, something like that. One lasted a week, the other lasted a month. Well, look, there's one. One is like spending more time with family means taking a job that has me out on the road less days. We know, we know that now. We didn't know that then. The other one looks. The other one to okay. Two days ago, the other one looked like. uh, I think I'm just tired of dealing with this shit. Now it looks more like, well, I knew this was coming, so I probably should have just gotten out of the way. And now I have to come back and save this shit. But my whole thing about thinking that Khan was going to be the person who assumed control in an interim sense, that was what had me like, okay, you pretty much severed all three heads off the dragon. And then, you know, you set the whole nest on fire. Because <laughs> trips trips was gone, NXT is now something else. Shane up out of there. Stephanie said, "Okay, I'm good. I'm gone. I'm good." And now you got Vince in crosshairs. Which, okay, let's keep it. Let's keep it all the way a thousand. As far as we know, right now he hasn't done anything illegal. Nothing. As of, nothing illegal. Now. Nothing illegal. The issue. The issue came about. And this is the only the only question that I have about the situation that it really means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things if we got into this point is if this if this three million dollars was hush money, why do we know about it? Because this is a hit. John Laurinaitis also under investigation. Uh Kevin Dunn is allegedly under investigation but he's not uh, update, even an employee anymore No, uh, update on that with Kevin Dunn he's not actually on the board so him selling his stock and the stock that he unloaded in um, April or May or whenever he did it um, it has to be approved by the board for you to do it so one he's not involved with the investigation that's going on on John Laurinaitis or uh, Vince McMahon or any of those other people Secondly, he's not on the board at all. So him selling those stocks is not insider trading. So he's basically had his name cleared. And it's just he dumped off some stock. Now, it doesn't mean oh. that you can't go in a in a different direction and still find evidence of insider trading. But the reasoning that they had him kind of listed as a potential person being investigated, that's that's no longer it. Let me read you. Because we always have we, we always give you our commentary, but we also give you the facts that are on the table. Let me read you Vince's statement from multiple media outlets. I'm, I'm assuming this is either a, a written statement or a press conference, what have you, but multiple media outlets that are not wrestling related have reported this exact same statement. So here we go. Quote. I have pledged my complete cooperation to the investigation by the special committee, and I will do everything possible to support the investigation. I have also pledged to accept the findings and outcome of the investigation 
whatever they are. <laughs> I mean, so, okay, so now that begs the question: How? Now that's that's the written, very concise. That's a lawyer. That's a McDivitt special. Oh, that's, How much? That's, that's, the, that's the number three. Yeah, that's the number three. <laughs> now, how much different is the statement you get on SmackDown? Well, and there, I'm providing that for context. Now, here's Stephanie's comeback. I love this company and I'm, uh, and I'm committed to working with the independent directors to strengthen our culture and our company. It is extremely important to me that we have a, state, a safe and collaborative workplace. I've committed to doing everything in my power to help the special committee complete this work, including marshalling the the cooperation of the entire company to assist in the completion of the investigation and implement its findings. WWE and its board of directors take all allegations of misconduct very seriously. The uh, independent directors uh, of the board engage in independent, uh, independent legal counsel in assistance with the independent review. In addition, the special committee and WWE will work with the independent third party to conduct a comprehensive review of the company's compliance program, HR function, and overall culture. The last part of that was actually just a, a statement from WWE. Yeah. So quick um, to the point. Serves the purpose. Has the changing of the guard. Right. And then what can a, we expect? A, what can we expect? From an on-screen perspective, though, not necessarily for just this, but long-term. As far as who? Vince is gone. We know that. Stephanie, I, I'm I'm not so sure. You're not you're not you're not convinced of that. Nah, this is America, bro. I'm I'm not convinced. There there now he has violated one of the top two things you can't do in 2022. Again, and one of them is mishandle women. Can't do it. So that for that reason he'll go away for a little while. I don't again because he hasn't done anything illegal. And okay, I take that back. He has he didn't mishandle the woman that signed the NDA. He it's a morality thing. Just because he's he's a married man. So the idea of morality, you've compromised morality. You didn't do anything illegal. You didn't do anything you're going to jail for. It's the it's the way you look in the eyes of the people that contribute to your stock profits. So the board's going to feel some type of way. And if they feel like you being in a position of power is contradictory to the bottom line of earning money, that's why we'll have you step down. The sooner you step down, the sooner you make public statements, the sooner you can get on the back end of this. So I understand why everything's happening. So, but I'm also not convinced that like Vince is done because he's come back from worse. They've sold the Connecticut mansion. Slash shit, compound. Shit is high. We we uh, we're in the lo- we're on the loading dock of a recession. I don't think it really matters uh, to keep that house when it's essentially just Linda and Vince in the house, and Vince is only there maybe a day or two a week. 
sexual. They're, they're at condo townhouse, uh, you know, loft vibes now. And Vince doesn't sleep. When do like you expect him to go home? Like, even a California split level with about 2,500 square feet could be a bit much for them. They really just need a kitchen and a bed. I'm not I'm not even all that convinced that they spend everybody spends a whole lot of time in the same space because Vince is a, is a workaholic we've seen it can't take that away from him no matter what you think about what he does with the time he puts in you know he's a workaholic same is true for Linda in politics so it's not I don't think there's a situation where they're just cohabitating to a point that they need upper level massive mansion shit no not at all. I'd, I'd be convinced they spend maybe as as many days apart as they do together. <laughs> 365? <laughs> well, then there's that. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a contributing factor into how we got into this situation. So, sell, selling off property, that, I mean, you know, that's just getting, getting off of a getting off some shit that's gonna basically have you hemorrhaging money so that, that don't shock me either and of course like you know they've been married since 1966 and there have been you know didn't I tell you he was in his late 70s doing this shit since it, the 70s? Well, well yeah he's 76 and of course they're still legally married but you are you, you knew this it didn't take an article uh, from any For website now? to know that they have been separated like you don't have go ahead nothing about what we've learned about air quotes Vince McMahon in the last 48 to 72 hours is anything that we ever thought was any different and whether it was because you bought into the Mr. McMahon character far too well or far too deeply or you just know the rules of engagement when you're dealing with rich corporate guys was it or was it certain things just oh so and and i'm i'm guilty of this to a degree it's a whole other conversation though but do you think that he bought too much into the mr mcmahon character or has the mr mcmahon character always been who he was in real life i'll answer that with a question uh oh when when putting together a wrestling persona what is the normal rule of thumb that they give you be as much of yourself as possible be you with the volume on 10 (laughs) we know that to be true about Steve Austin right oh so much so we know that to be true about Ric Flair to a fault we know that to be true about The Rock. Uh, to his to his uh, advantage. <laughs> so I mean, you you pick. We know that to be the truth about John Cena. To both his fault and to his advantage. Okay, so that's Austin. That's Rock. That's Cena. Flair. Um, throw Mark Calloway in there too. The Undertaker. I'm not so, so sure about that one. There's a couple I of different, mean, but I mean, but he he might be more of the exception than the rule. Regard regardless, he lived the gimmick for 30 years. He lived the gimmick, but 
okay, that it is a conversation for another time. But small, small asterisk on that. Like, name what part of the Undertaker that isn't a part of Mark Calloway in real life. That, there we go. Okay, I, that I can't do. <clears throat> That's why. Uh, other, it. other than, other than the illusion that the Undertaker is, uh, is the Grim uh, Reaper, right? He, he, he is God fearing. So there is, uh, there's truth and irony there. Right. We may have to do a deep dive on that. Pause. Um, but okay. If art, if art's imitating reality or reality is imitating art, however we got to that point, we do know that whether celebrity or not, nah, money and absolute power corrupt absolutely. When you have this type of money and this type of privilege and you are not used to motherfuckers telling you no, what part of no am I supposed to accept? The one that actually says no. And ain't nobody done that. Well, I... Ugh. In this instance, in the instance oh, okay, that we're talking okay, about right okay, now, ain't yeah. nobody said no. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a situation where someone was salaried, had salary doubled. Hit a lick. And then and then hit a, hit a lick after lick. Literally, Wait, literally and figuratively hit a lick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, we ain't we ain't gonna pull no punches. Everybody getting hit in the face today. Companionship, happiness has no price. <laughs> oh, but companionship, happiness has no price. Companionship? Oh, there's a dollar amount attached. Yeah, every time. And sometimes you might be able to split it up on afterpay, but uh, can't say can't promise you that either. So now you've got. Do you remember when, like, you remember the the details around what happened with Amazon, what happened with Bezos? Uh, no, not 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 particularly. Okay, well, I don't have them in front of me, so fuck it. But <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, I don't want to misquote anything about right, it because right, that's, right. that's like, yeah, we ain't got time to be be burning no bridges. This is not the first time this has happened won't be the last time when you have access to a certain amount of money to access to fuck you money you tend to say fuck you to a lot of societal constraints remember we were talking about um about the whole thing with sasha and naomi and i kept saying either Either someone in the chain of command is not following Vince's directives or Vince is just giving lip service. Mm. And I was like, someone there is taking the bullet for Vince and Vince is, is you know, putting on the smiley face for the talent because that seems to be his reputation. He's very much, him and Jerry Jones are like, I'd be shocked if they weren't like cousins. <laughs> I mean, I mean Vince, is from, well, well, Vince is from the Car- Vince from the Carolinas. Vince, Vince, Arkansas. Vince was from the Carolina. His mother resided in Texas for years and years <laughs> and years. I'd be shocked. I know at the very least they're 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 
friendly acquaintances because you don't do that kind of business that close together on repeated uh, repeatedly you don't B- do that billion dollar revenue exchange within six years that'll make you friends with a lot of motherfuckers you didn't think you'd be friends with if only for a few days but yes it will make you friends real quick and you talking about that kind of revenue exchange within not not even in one day but we're talking about two days within six years man 99.9 percent of you will never give it three because you got the night of 32 then night one of 38 and night two of 38 yeah three days that's a hell of a three-day weekend to be turning over a billion Mm, mm, mm. but yeah just (laughs) i'm 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 intrigued by this like literally and this is the part that's like it's gonna get lost in all of this the front office storylines are better than anything on television the biggest heel in all of wrestling is nick khan the second biggest heel in all of wrestling is vince mcmahon the third biggest heel in all of wrestling is johnny ace stephanie for some odd reason is about to come into a bed of cheers you think I really think Stephanie is about to walk into this position. She might she might sabotage it for her own volition, but nah. I, I I I got a feeling that Stephanie is about to walk into this with as within the most empathetic state possible to cater to the universe emotionally, not from a creative standpoint. Then it won't matter. <laughs> if you're not if you're not creatively committed to being empathetic to the to the WWE universe, it doesn't fucking matter. Now, corporate environment, corporate environment. This is damage control. I think it's going to come, but I think it's going to come with her doing the same shit she's been guilty of for the last twenty years, which is putting herself over. I expect Stephanie to hit a home run here. I do. I, All I, the way I around. I can tell. I can. I can. Time. I can tell you she's married well enough to do that. You see what I'm saying? Like, she is the, she is the proverbial proverbial monkey wrench in the Nick Khan coop season. If you, if you free up, well, actually, okay, let me stop real quick. Do you continue with with the proposed releases? I mean business as usual okay i'll i'll up the ante a little bit i give you two weeks you everybody who i was, was finna cut i give you two weeks state of execution you still going you got another two weeks on on to maybe change my mind sidebar if you're on mondays and fridays and you're making 250 grand a year i, I really want to know what that number is for being in orlando on tuesday it's got to be closer to like 75 80 what you think It gets dicey. Like, I mean, are you are you fresh out fresh out the PC or you you just a let's, talent who took let's a say, vacation? Let, let's say Braun Breaker, who's fresh out the PC and the poster boy. I'm sure he's he's making he might not be making Monday and Friday money, but he's definitely making more money than anybody else is there. Okay, should be anyway. Okay. Um, I don't want to say Liv Morgan because she's still Apollo Cruz. 
Paulo should still be making what he was making anyway. You think he should? Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's not taking a pay cut to go to Tuesday. So no one's doing that. All right. So here, here's. Although you could because the travel's that. Oh wait, don't get that back on the road again. Okay, never mind. Um, kiss my ass. I'm not taking less money for any ideas you have just to send me to Tuesdays. All right. So what I'm getting at make I make what I make. What I'm getting at is this: if you have these proposed cuts or these alleged cuts that are coming, do you take those funds that are freed up and procure some more backstage talent? To go alongside your arsenal of um, of executives that have just been shifted again, i.e., Triple H and Stephanie. Do you let? Who are you gonna get better than the people? Who are you gonna get better than the people you already fired? Yes. Uh huh. So that's what I'm saying. Not not not. So when I say the releases, I'm talking about the talent, not the actual uh, not the actual uh, uh, production. So, would you go? Would you, would you go back and get those same people to, to to recreate, or would you try to bring up some more people who are like recently retired to actually have a mind for the business? I think you have to take this opportunity to get younger at every possible position. This I, is, I like is, it. Back to, back to pro sports. This is this is your one opportunity for actual long lasting culture change. Because Johnny Ace ass is out of there. <laughs> if if Vince had to step down within 72 hours, you know it ain't long for, for Johnny Ace. He out of there. So you're gonna need a new head of talent relations. Who is that gonna be? Who who who's the best the best fit for a VP of talent relations right now? You want me to tell you who it is and he ain't nowhere in the building anymore? Talk to me. He'll be doing uh he'll be doing commentary next Wednesday. Damn, talking about Jr. Are you? Damn right, that's what I'm talking about. Nah, man. I... The, the no, the bet, and then consider how I'm how I'm gonna lay this out. The best stretch of talent relations in the history of WWE was when 2002 to 2006. Who was the head of talent relations? Jim Ross. What is the new NIL policy of WWE? Who who does that policy target? Who are they targeting with NIL? <laughs> College kids. And that's where Jim Ross shined at recruiting was athletes who were in college. Because he is a fucking college football, college athletics, savant, guru, obsessed fucking machine. Now, age age is the only thing that kind of takes him out of that conversation. Like I just said, you want to get younger at everything. Um, it's very much possible that age is what takes him out of it. But that doesn't mean that he can't come back in an advisory situation, especially since we're nearing the end of his commentary contract. We don't necessarily know if it's going if he's going to re-up or they're going to try to do something else. Got to figure that out. But that would be that would be one of the people I would definitely look at. Anybody else is going to be trial and error because no one else has done it over the last 20 years other than the person that's about to be fired and the person that's working in Jacksonville. You also just said, though, that this is this is the time to take the opportunity to get younger at every corner. Every level. But you want to bring Jim Ross in, who's 70? 
didn't I just say age is probably what would keep him out of it? <laughs> I, I prefaced that. I okay. already said that. Part. Okay, all right. I'll, just, but just but I also said he's the most qualified. He knows what the job takes. He's done the job for a long time. He essentially is he's the Bill Parcells of WWE. This this is true. He can buy the groceries, cook the dinner, and serve it. So at the very least, he could if you had someone who was younger, let's say um Trips is not gonna be up for that because we already said he's not gonna assume that type of a role. But take someone like um who's someone like relatively recently retired that's pretty smart. Uh Bully Ray. I, I being an asshole aside, he really has a good mind for the business. I, I would I would look more to him for something creative, not in talent relations. Um in that case, Devon for talent relations. He seems to have a good pulse on what, what's happening backstage. Seems to be a good go-to guy. Even, oh, you, even oh, wait, oh, oh, you, you really want you on. really want to fuck some shit up? Taker. Okay. Nah. No? Nah. The one person who held the locker room together for the last 20 years wouldn't be a good person to be a VP of talent relations? None of the people that are in the locker room now have the same philosophy and mindset as the people that were in the rock locker room when he was in charge. So having that old school mentality when it comes to talent relations, it's not it's not the best blend. Mm. Mm. Like he like take like Taker is like real life old school in every aspect. He's Vince's shooter. <laughs> this is a fact. So you gonna take that guy and put him in charge of a bunch of if, thirty and unders? If, if, Vince, if Vince says, "I want ketchup on my steak," Taker says, "Heinz." <laughs> There's no choice. It's Heinz. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. I, I would have said somebody like Kurt Angle. I don't think Kurt Angle really has a. I don't think he has a knack for the passion. business. I just don't think that's his passion. But at the same right, time, right, yeah, yeah, same, same, same. At the at the same time, being a former Olympian, he can speak to a collegiate athlete and say, "Well, look, this you know you can sell them on the fact that real athletes participate in this in this arena." It's not about it's not about acting or, or whatever you thought it was back here. I'm a two-time Olympian and I was able to do this, 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 and this, and show them the bank statement. Let me ask you this: So, if you were to look at the roster in totality and say one person who's been underutilized on the roster in action could potentially be the biggest name to be a a, a level an HR level executive within the company to level set all of the talent going forward for say at least the next five years who would have the propensity to do that successfully you want someone active an active talent an active talent who's underutilized but is, but is highly respected by by his peers mm. or her peers for that matter uncle allen um i'm not mad at that and he and you know and Uncle Allen has already said he doesn't want to he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He wants to finish this contract and then move into the front office. So 
you gotta look at all the different things at play. Like, it can't just be someone that we like. It also has to be someone that kind of that falls in line with the the thread pattern of the fabric of WWE. Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who's perfect for this role. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who's absolutely perfect for the vice president of relations for WWE, but we can't get him for at least another year or two. Oh, Regal. That see, you you see how like some of this shit would have just been perfect. Like Trips had a whole Trips had his entire cabinet set. He knew what the Mount fuck Weather. Was you know what Mount Weather is? What it is? Mount Weather is an alleged underground society with a full presidential cabinet with about a million people in the event of, a, of something catastrophic happening to the American uh, to, to America as a country. All 17 branches of the cabinet from president on down is, is ready to be replaced on a moment's notice. Trips NXT was WWE's Mount Weather. Yep. If the bottom fell out of the earth of WWE, NXT was ready to come up from the underground. And Hurricane Khan blew that shit out into the middle of the ocean. Them days is over, so now you gotta, you know, you gotta figure it out. But it, we can we can decide and throw names back and forth about you know who can fit what position. The fact of the matter is, if you don't take this opportunity to get newer, fresher, younger. And bigger, just, stronger, faster. <laughs> yeah, and cleaner and cleaner on paper. If you don't take this opportunity to get cleaner on paper, it's your own fault. And whatever happens after that, you're going to have to live with. Because now, how does this start affecting people when they decide, do I want to re-up here? You got somebody like Roman who just signed a new deal, but it's for far fewer dates. More money, less dates. What's to stop him from deciding? You know what? This whole Roman Reigns thing is is kind of it's um it's lost its luster for me. I'm gonna call my cousin and see how much work I can get as Joanna White. <laughs> After what he just pulled off. Like, cause let's keep it a thousand. That that's what we felt like was the the end game anyway. Yo, speaking of a uh, cousin Rocky, shouts out to him. He just bought his mama uh, and Tamina both brand new dream houses. Because that's what we out here doing. We we buying we building foundations and buying houses and we doing yeah we the, doing the, we we having that. The only thing that'll be doper than that is using that as leverage to prove that he's the real head of the table for WrestleMania thirty nine. You think it ain't? <laughs> I'm taking, this, I'm this, taking this my story. real life fuck you money to tell you fuck you in front of millions and millions of hey, fans. Hey, look, look here on the cool. How much has the? How much could this potential situation fuck up that WrestleMania main event? The Rock <laughs> doesn't want to be tied to anything that, that gets this ugly because we're we're in phase. We're two or three steps into phase one and 72 hours after just the idea was brought into the public forum Vince McMahon steps down like you cut the head off the snake that's like that's like playing Mike Tyson's punch out and you you sleep Tyson with one punch the very first time you play it some shit that just don't don't happen happen. (laughs) ever Like that's that's unheard of. 
But if if it's if there is the the if there's any sort of idea that this might get uglier, people are gonna start to distance themselves from the brand for this to cool off. So some of these partnerships are gonna get different. Some of these these uh, collaborations will get different. The Rock could just say, you know what? These the sponsors about to hit way different. Way different. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to know how the uh, how the verbiage in the uh, NBC, Comcast, Universal slash Fox contracts look as it relates to executive behavior. I mean, you can't really do much other than have him. St- Once he steps down, you, there's not much else you can do. Which is why I say McDivitt is calling this fucking offense. He is like Andy Reid right now. I, I He's think, calling I, this I offense flawlessly. Think- I honestly think McDevitt is waiting for the opportune time to say, you know what? I'm officially done. That's going. I think that's going to happen this year. As soon as the dust dies down from this, I think he is out. Did we ever find out how old he was? 72. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, Father Time is going to win every, every two out of three falls match you've ever heard. <laughs> so... He gonna be done at some point, no matter what. There, now this there's this gas. Be the, <laughs> there's gas that runs out. <laughs> yeah, like either he could. This is either gonna be the cherry on top of his career Sunday, or it's just gonna be like ah, you know, one guy who stayed on the field one play too long. But the way he's calling this is like flawless. Their NDAs in place. Nobody's done uh, Apparently everything was consensual With this one person Now we don't know how many additional NDAs And how many additional people that's attached to Who needs their fucking tongue cut out That's what they're working on Now I'm positive They are (laughs) I promise I am positive They are working to find out Who this anonymous friend of the paralegal is And I'm going to tell you like this Outside of the good friends over at EWAF, EWAF, Earth Weird as Fuck, if you will, there's not too many more podcasts that we actually talk about. Cornette, this week, will be must-listen to. Go out of your way to find it. Yeah. He gonna be active this week. (laughs) It's just, ah, it's, there's so much going on. Cornette gonna have more fuck yous in the porn flick. Go ahead. And then there's there's so much stuff that needs to come out. Because they say there's more NDAs. There's no number that we know about yet. Meaning there could be more people, more allegations, <laughs> more people in positions of power that also have to come, you know, come to the carpet to have their moment. Because Vince is done. Look. Also more. Because the price, price just went up. up. <laughs> Hey, no cap. If Vince got on a plane, came to do his, come to SmackDown, drop his um, apology, because I'm sure that's what it's going to be, got on the plane and flew out of the country, he has no more responsibility until their court date's involved. And honestly, we like we said, we don't see, as of right now, we don't see anything that he's done illegal. But it's a whole list of other people who have got to be walking around tight-assed. Laurenitis, count your days. <laughs> so start shifting around whatever else you need to get your affairs in order. 
See if you can't get your nice little nest egg on the way out. But you done. Whoever else pops up in the NDA that, that Vince done had to pay out of his pocket for, your ass about it here too. <laughs> like, keep it real. Like, you, you done. Anybody tied to an NDA with, you know, inter-office relationships and whatever else, if you done, if you done had your tab paid by v, VKM, your ass is out of here. You done. Pack your shit. Say your goodbyes. They gonna talk about you in the in the in the group text that they sent out for releases. Talking about the good times that <laughs> made us laugh. <laughs> All the memories alone don't change it. Yeah, looking ass. <laughs> Boy, get the production team ready for this video. Jesus Ooh, Christ! You know, I want to know how many people you gonna have to take out of the signature. Oh man, like. Bruh, this, I, oh look, I don't watch court TV and I'm not talking about just the network. I typically don't watch, you know, trials, trials live shit, and yeah. that shit. If any of this goes to trial, I will break that. I will break that rule and I will watch this. <laughs> this this is fucking fascinating. This is literally the, the the best dark side of the ring episode that will not be one episode. This is a whole and season. They, you see the irony in that? The karma you shortstop season four and now they turned you into short, season four. Short shortstopped it to create your own. Well And you that. are season one. <laughs> Man, you gonna learn. Today, tomorrow, and forever. <laughs> I see what you did there. It's a cold lick, buddy. I just, you know, I hope everybody, you know, have, I hope everybody got a war chest. I hope you've invested your money wisely. Um, and for some of you that are aren't in Stanford in the building anymore, but you still have a shaky shaky history. Mark Carano. Um, who else? Just any of those executives that have been let go. Like, if you've got some shit, you know, that Vince paid a tab on for you because of whatever the culture is up there, I mean, you might want to start paying attention and hopefully you got something saved up because your new employer hears about this, you might be done. Nobody wants to be tied to anybody that's tied to this. Even if it isn't illegal, it's immoral. And because of the country we live in, morals matter, even when they don't. I was just about to say they they really don't they really, oh man facts oh facts. man but it but it's about the it's about the imaginary standard or as Craig G so aptly put it in prose the fragile ego mm. here's what's crazy as we're talking about this I come across a random article that states. WWE attorney Jerry McDevitt considering retirement. This is dated January 19, 2022. Is this more smoke or is just this this just a coming of age story? We don't know. <sighs> However, here we are. Couple questions. Do you think the board makes some sort of a decision? any kind of a decision where McMahon is not who he is. Elaborate. What do you mean not who he is? 
meaning like no no longer in a active chairman sort of position because there are companies that gross more money that have had to do similar recently considering that the the entity of the wwe does not answer solely to vincent kennedy mcmahon the probability of your scenario of happening versus it not happening is much higher that's what i that's why i'm asking and this this anonymous friend who decided to make this public so this investigation according to the reports has been going on since april so you back know the biggest grossing wrestlemania ever with this coincidentally on the same week you go to a house of 15,750 and manage to put in 3,100 plus for a TV a live TV broadcast of Monday Night Raw sheesh I mean look I, I said it when we when you gave me those numbers I was like man it's time to go back to 1993 venues like some some Hammerstein ballroom shit like you. I mean Curtis Cole Curtis Colwell. It is not a bad idea for WWE coming back to the, the North Texas area. But but you already know with the way WWE does TV and the way just their their structure is set up in a way to make money money. So I don't know if they would accept any scenario that has them downsize the venues that they go to. Like if you, okay, look at it like this. Rather than being a touring brand, what it, well, they can still be a touring brand for the premium live events and so forth and whatnot. But how much stock would it add to Monday Night Raw if Monday Night Raw became a destination situation? Like literally, if they, I know the Hammerstein Ballroom, everything about it, and being in New York, there are certain things about it that don't make it um, aesthetically appealing to a larger television production. Nah, fuck all that. It just it's not conducive. One conducive to a whole lot of extra money for them, and then just set up and breakdown is a bitch. I mean, I've, they, heard, I've heard the stories about how there's no there's no. Um, not maintenance there's no there's no service elevator so motherfuckers are taking pieces of the ring up and up by them like one part at a time like it, it works completely against the machine that wwe has become but you remember um what was it raw 25 right yeah where they had one show going on in one spot and then a separate setup going on at, at the manhattan center at the manhattan center and it's a um, so it's a retro vibe. What if you went with that model and did like the Manhattan Center as basically like like a Vegas residency? So that that's when you go back. This is so a couple of different things. We have to they money. That's the main reason why they start running Madison Square Garden. They got priced out. And then on top of that, the uh, Barclays Center was a more attractive, more appealing, more up-to-date facility. 
Facts. So if you want to try to keep things modernized, even in, a, in an attempt to save money and make it look more full, a place like the Manhattan Center or even Hammerstein would not be on on the WWE's radar because they've been in business too long. I'm, I'm not even saying go necessarily go back to those same buildings because, like I say, we do know for either financial or convenience reasons that those those venues have. WWE is outgrown dealing with those venues. Like, if I'm gonna have problems, I might as well have my own. Yeah. But the way I said Vegas, the same way of a Vegas residency. Why not fucking go to Vegas and have a fucking residency I, and just have people come to you listen, every Monday? Listen, I agree. And I think that would be super dope because it's only a four hour drive from Los Angeles, which makes it a one hour flight from Los Angeles, Reno, San Francisco, Oakland, Sacramento. You uh, want to be Hollywood any fucking way. Yeah. Even San Diego is a one hour flight for, uh, to Vegas. Phoenix. The, the summer league is there. Uh, um well, NBA Summer League is there, so you're going to get basketball players that'll come pull up on you. Um, you're closer to the Lakers and LeBron. LeBron's a, a WWE fan. Like, you want to be Hollywood anyway, so why not? But if but if you do that, though, now you, you're going to want to kick back from the state of Nevada, city of Las Vegas, for providing them with this much revenue from travelers more than what they already would have because you know the diehard WWE fan will make a pilgrimage there on the weekday to say fuck work especially since we've got you know a large percentage of workforce still working virtually post pandemic and so I you can, I'm looking I'm looking for the problem no 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 no, no no I'm I don't I don't see there being a problem other than the revolt of the the fans nationwide now you now you make now you making a, an, an international company a regional powerhouse. But listen to me, if you were in a fifteen thousand seat arena and you ain't clearing four thousand, the revolt started a long fucking time ago. You're absolutely right, but that's one problem. We haven't seen the rest of the the, the, the situation yet. We haven't gotten to SmackDown within the same week yet. If we start, we just don't. One, we one, just don't have hard numbers on everything. Like, one, this is one time. One time is a speed bump, is an obstacle. Four times is a trend. This ain't one time, no. This is just one time. We got exact numbers. No, but I'm saying as uh, as being this bad, it's the lowest attendance. Uh, I believe in Monday Night Raw history since they started traveling. I believe I could be wrong on that, but I know it's at, at least in the last twenty years. To compound the the lowest ratings in history, like and that streak's been running for a while. That number is so, also skewed. The number, the ratings number is also skewed because you're talking about live, real time numbers, and no one in and on a larger scale watches in real time anymore. Like we're talking numbers of upwards of five, six, seven million people at at a, at a quarter hour. We'll never see those numbers again. Why? Because we I, have things like I, I DVR get- and over the top. I get what you're saying, but Monday Night Football ain't trying to hear that shit. Monday Night Football is also the NFL. We're not talking about the NFL because you're not going to get the NFL on DVR or well, you're not going to get people DVR in the NFL more so than you're going to have people going to bars to watch it live or going out of their way to watch it on their phones. I don't know. But I, got, don't, you, I don't. I don't. You got people. You got people that work evening and, and graveyard shift that'll DVR a game and watch it the next day. Yeah, or but, they'll watch it. You know, but those, but those, those don't count for ratings. DVRs don't count for ratings. So here's what I'm saying. This is what I. This, here's where I am with the whole thing. 
you got to figure something out. Right. I understand yeah. you're arguing towards, you know, it, it may not be quite that bad, but you're trending in that direction. The ratings show you're trending in that direction. Consumer feedback says you're trending in that direction. And now your attendance numbers are saying you're trending in that direction. You went from a stadium show in Vegas to the MGM Grand. To an arena. From, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm saying. So why is you trying to talk me out of this I'm not, shit? I'm not trying to talk you out of it, but I'm, I'm trying to help you see things from a, from different perspectives. So, like, again, talk. Man, fuck talk. that perspective. I've been wanting change since The Fiend got fucked off in hell in September 2019. There's your grievance. Burn this, there it is. Burn this shit down. There it is. <laughs> burn this shit the fuck down and start over. John Taffer. <laughs> I'm not here to play it. no games with this shit, man. Burn this shit down and start this shit the fuck over. I don't want to hear nothing about what might be or it, it, it'll pick up or see how it plays out. You're seeing how it's playing out. Well, since, since we're talking about burning shit down. This shit is melting. Why are we talking about shit melting? Last week on AEW Dynamite, we saw Matt Hardy book a tag team match. For we the A Christian <laughs> for the I thought Christian booked it. Well well Christian and Matt Hardy together booked this match. We can we can call it <laughs> two two people who weren't even involved in the match uh decide to book a match that should have been a uh a, a first, well for, for no actually hold on let me back up. For free TV, it would have been scary to see Jeff Hardy with Matt Hardy in a ladder match for the AEW tag team titles against Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and the Young Bucks. A car wreck is a car wreck. Speaking of car wrecks, a swerving Jeff Hardy was pulled over and could not pass a sobriety test after blowing four times the legal limit, hence being pulled from AEW Dynamite this week. Which also pulls Matt Hardy, which makes this three-way tag team uh, ladder match just a tag team ladder match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Being pulled from Dynamite is the least of Jeff's worries. Being pulled from Dynamite might be the best thing to happen to Jeff Hardy's physical being in quite some time. However, at the expense of how how that, that came to be, Jeff Hardy has been penultimately suspended without pay pending a completion of uh, and successful sobriety post rehab and that still ain't at the top of his worry list Jeff Hardy about to get hung out the dry something that hasn't happened <laughs> and probably should have happened a long time ago but now it's probably being closer to reality than not Jeff Hardy might be looking at a five-piece. Five-piece tenders, brown gravy, strawberry soda, dark, Williams chicken special. No soda. No soda. <laughs> you got to hand that over to the, to the guard. You can't have the soda. Green ham sandwiches. An extra order jalapeno poppers. Keep it spicy. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be rough how, on rats, tough on cats out here. You you told me the last time I said well wishes. What are you doing? Well, now mm-hmm. we're now we're just reporting the news. Speaking Look, of, speaking of the news, <laughs> speaking of the news, that that young man has uh, has made he's made this choice one time too many. And it's it's by time that you gonna dry him out, 
and and make him complete whatever you know prerequisites come with that whole situation because if if he's able to avoid the bear trap this time next time i don't think it's gonna look half as good as it does now celebrity does wonders in situations like this i talk to people literally weekly by the ones not by the twos and threes or by the dozens or the hundreds literally weekly by the ones who talk about their nightmare dui story which usually uh means a loss of employment uh in some cases loss of spouse and or domicile and or family but more importantly the inability to provide for self and catastrophic financial loss that they if they bounce back from great but a lot of people don't bounce back from this the fact that we have talked about this very thing in the four plus years that we have done this show at least three times twice in the last six months is fucking disgusting so so now everybody that has the vibe that they had about Stanford and the way they handled Jeffrey on the way out you see why it happened that way you see why they were like hey we need you to test bro now, we need to see now there's a different energy that's been coming around is these last 20 years that's that's made this way to the forefront that we've been seeing probably since since the day we came out the womb this energy is is being carried on right now perpetuated by tammy sitch sunny for those and not in the know who allegedly killed a man while uh while intoxicated behind the wheel of a vehicle a few months ago and she is asking that her case be thrown out i i i I said it before that i wouldn't bring her back up on this show i must say this bitch fuck you what you got suave so this is breaking news Uh we haven't had it confirmed Uh yet but it looks like Sasha Banks has re- been released by WWE. <laughs> what? Uh, now we're we're gonna wait till we get a more concrete. Oh my! <laughs> till we get a more concrete source for this to to really just unpack it, but. If we gonna keep it okay, how much more right and or justified is the walkout after what happened earlier today? Um, what you don't realize is that earlier today Sasha Banks had eye surgery. Did you know about that? No, I did not. Yeah. Earlier today, she posted pictures on Instagram, or, or pictures with her were posted on Instagram by Newsome Eye in Florida. Newsome Eye. She is that had her a huh? Is that her husband? No, no, no. Newsome Eye is an eye clinic in Central oh. Florida. Oh. 
Cause I'm, uh, look, I, I believe my husband's a Pacific Islander, but I didn't know his name. So. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> look, man, that was strictly unintentional. You no. know, I, I, can, I can make some really, really good, bad, good slash bad, good, jokes. bad jokes. This was not yeah. one of them. Yeah. Uh, no, they no. They, I would, but even with the stuff that happened earlier today, I was talking about this comes out about misconduct involving WWE employed women, and there's a there's a paper trail, so it's not just one, and it involves the same person that they dropped the tag titles on the desk of. <sighs> and then, so that whole story about them being met with fix your attitudes takes a whole different vibe now. The, the closed door meeting about dressing sexier that Ember Moon, aka Athena Page, had alluded to in her interview not that long ago. Whole different vibe now. We were just saying, look, the fact that you're being an asshole to the people you're employing, like you're giving them employee rules, but they're independent contractors. Which, uh, Andrew Yang, anytime you get ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, when whenever you feel like it. I mean, I'm, my, I'm, I'm checking the watch on the arm that has it doesn't have one. But go ahead, <laughs> fam. Like uh, this might be the perfect time for you to get active, but just it's a perfect storm of bullshit. It's all aimed at women. There's so many disgruntled ladies that have that are either still with the company, have departed from the company, and they don't. What comes out, what what comes out in the wash is that the culture in Stanford is not as woman friendly as maybe it should be. It's certainly not talent friendly. It's a machine. A big money machine at that. And the squeaky wheel gets the grease when you're dealing with machines. What I'm saying. So, I just want to know who's confirming the release. I did see an article that WWE has come to terms, and again, it needs to come with a little bit more, uh, more. You, you gotta look at the look at the outlets we trust, because there's one, but you know we don't we don't fuck with that guy. Yeah, but this this one, um. Actually, there's three at this point. Now this this is this is catching steam quick. Oh, I would expect. Like this is a heavy day in in media coverage for WWE. Like this is a lot of shit. And I'm like, and okay, <laughs> because we know for whatever reason, Stanford plays chess, but they play weird ass chess. I don't know if they they learned how to play chess and like fucking. The Cayman Islands or some shit where you have to stand on your head while you do it so the blood rushes to your brain. But I mean, like, do you think this news broke this late to kind of combat the fact that Vince McMahon's story has already hit ESPN and all these other media outlets? Ironically, that you say that, it happened around the same time. I'm looking at the timestamp on the one that, that you're talking about. And it happened around the same time that the big, the bigger outlets got the McMahon story. All, ironically, I'm looking, I'm looking at people that like broke it with le- in less than 30 minutes ago. Check this though. So if there was one one person in particular, but the person that we refuse to quote has gone out of his way to cite that the person who's breaking this story 
and going to double down on that by saying that he has good sources. We'll see. Yeah, that remains to be seen. That is that is huge. That which is mean, which means Naomi should not be far behind. That also or, means or are they going to try to keep you know Oost gang happy and keep Naomi employed with a new deal? Or does that mean what we said, and that's the fact that Miss Vernado truly has fuck you capabilities? She got fuck you money. She has a fuck you attitude before the money. So whether or not it's fuck you money, it's enough money for me to say fuck you. You know, you know who comes out smelling like a bed of roses behind this? The the minute it's available, Calvin Brodus. Well, <laughs> yo, um, let's see what else we got. Speaking of like things missing, glaring omissions. We have not seen Platinum Max Caster this week. Man, I'm so fucking disappointed. Like, bruh. We also haven't seen Platinum Maxwell Jacob Friedman this week. You probably, you know what? The more I look at this, especially with how, because it seems as though TBS and TNT and the whole Discovery Plus Empire, they have a lot more say over programming than even we think um there's a great chance you don't see max for a while i would have said you probably see him like if i'm booking it you see him at forbidden door on on some basically i'm finna ruin the main event type shit Mm. um i would have booked him me personally i would have booked him to come out of the crowd and win the battle royal last week that convoluted ass battle royal that ended up with a match against moxley i'd have had him win the battle royal and then cheat to beat moxley and then he's in the main event huh at which point tony khan would have had one job tony khan's one job would have been to say you know what we're not gonna have we're not gonna do the the japan um second challenger we're gonna find tanahashi a suitable replacement I'm handpicking MJF's opponent for the interim championship. Guess who the inter- guess who his opponent would have been? Who? <laughs> Wardlow. Oh man. And then I would have booked Max to go over. Cheat to win. I would have booked him to cheat to go over, become champion, and the summer of Max would have been on full tilt. And, He'd and- done the whole CM Punk int- uh, exit through the crowd out to the car. And when you get to the car, guess who's driving? <laughs> now this part, I the the person I stole, but the the angle of going out to the car, and someone else is driving, that was all me. Guess who's driving? Uh, Sean Spears. No. Sean Spears helped helped him cheat. CM Punk. Nope. Who? Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> good job. That, yeah. Well, there was, there was the reason why I said that. And I'll tell you here in a second. But go tell me who tell me who's driving the car. Eric Bischoff. So, funny, that, that's, that's that's hilarious. The reason why I said CM Punk is because I still think the best thing to do with Wardlow right now, especially after this bullshit we saw with this 20-man elimination uh, match that had no stipulation on if Wardlow got eliminated or pinned during this match, is to pair Wardlow back up with MJF or let Wardlow join MJF on his own volition at, to spite the machine, to spite the monster, if you will. Oh, 
Uh, damn, I just had an another head, another name pop up in my head, and I fucking lost it. He gone. <laughs> yeah, he out of there. He's totally out of there. Uh, it was somebody. It was somebody else. I was gonna have driving the car, but you you get the point though. Yeah, yeah. Mean Green. What is oh, it? that's what that's what it was. But he he would have never traveled for it. Who that? <laughs> Jim Cornette. <laughs> if Jim Cornette was driving the car that picked up MJF, I swear to God, that would have been the most hilarious shit ever. You know what's really dope about this whole, uh, and and I I really hope that Bleacher Report isn't the reason, but the whole the whole um, MJF not being on TV thing at at the behest of the Turner executives would make it perfect for him to show back up at pay per view only. I mean that makes it that makes it that pay per views must watch because that's gonna be the only time you get a chance to see him once every six to eight weeks on pay per view. Well, hey, about two weeks, we'll know. Yeah, straight up, <laughs> straight up. Riddle me this. What up? In the world of professional wrestling, uh huh, <laughs> or spades, <laughs> bruh, chill. My bad. Chill, chill. What, what can you can you help me understand what the term sandbagging is? The term sandbagging is essentially um, the creation of dead weight. <laughs> dead weight being much more difficult to move than a weight that is in a cooperative um, situation. Sandbagging is is okay. Hopefully, most people have been able to deal with this in some level of formal schooling. The group project, project, not the group projects, <laughs> the group project, where you know it might be a group of four, four or more, maybe even less, but three of you are very much dedicated to whatever your responsibility is within the group project to get a good grade. Meanwhile, the fourth one is busy rolling up. <laughs> or not even showing up and expecting the yeah. same grade. Facts. But on presentation day, they will either stand there off to the side or stand up there with you as you're making this presentation, have no contribution whatsoever, and they get the same grade. There has been a story, I throw in air quotes, and it broke because of comments on social media that Thunder Rosa has been accused of sandbagging one Marina Shafir during their dynamite match. A former ROH talent by the name of Eric Stevens, who retired from pro wrestling in, uh, I believe, 2020 during the pandemic, uh, had a had a, quite the discussion or quite the comment to add to Thunder Rosa's match against Marina Shafir from Dynamite last week. Quote, it's been a long time since I've seen a match where somebody so obviously tried to make themselves look better than their opponent, sandbagging and no-selling, but I saw a perfect example of it on Dynamite. It might look like a bad match to the untrained eye, but it's pretty clear when someone doesn't want to play ball, which sucks because it just makes you and your opponent look bad directly talking about Thunder Rosa not to be now, outdone Eva Lise who also was accusing Thunder Rosa of the same thing two years ago had this to chime in quote 
I truly wholeheartedly appreciate the, all the recent Evil East was right statements. Hits the soul in ways you can never imagine. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Vind- vindication will do that to you, especially when you've been, you've been. That's the hill you died on. <laughs> I ain't even here to throw stones, but that's that's real shit. Like you get vindication about something about a hill you died on. Yeah, there is no better feeling. Keep in mind if you're looking for a point of reference. This is the match last week on uh, AEW Dynamite in which uh, Thunder Rosa was dressed as the uh, the villainess from, from Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. So go back and take a look at it. And then if you want to dig through the archives and look up the Evil East match, you feel free to do that too in your own time. We got shit to do here. At any rate, just putting that out there. Um, apparently, Britt Baker has had some things to say. Dr. Britt Baker, D.M. D has had some things to say which I haven't been able to see those things but like her name has come up hopefully she has something to say that she really did otherwise people are just you know throwing their names uh, in, in the oh that's, she just basically liked it she liked the tweet that's all that was I mean not for nothing I, Britt Baker's only been wrestling for a handful of years she's come a long way but let's face it, bro. Like, like you're you're the best of your class. But yeah. are we in a situation where everybody who happens to co-sign this particular opinion, each one of these people are 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 at a lower performance scale than the person they're shooting at, and. That's what I don't understand. Like, if that's the if you're shooting at someone at a lower performance scale, why does that person have your title? Because if you really care that much, you would try to bring her up to standard. If you really care that much, if that was truly the case. All I'm saying is if you get a group of people who are on level two to say that the person up on level 12 ain't doing enough to bring the level two up to a level 12 that's just entitlement (sighs) now if i'm a 12 year two and you pay attention to these steps and follow me for more recipes and i bring (laughs) you up to an eight that's some player shit and you need to learn that and then eventually you'll be at an eight by yourself and then that 12 will bring you up to 12. And then when you actually get the 12, you and the 12 can both be 20s. Otherwise, you're both going to end up being 2s quicker than being 20s. One, The, the 12 will be a 2 because they're injured. The 2 will be a 2 because you're still you. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Man, I, I, do, I do this shit. On a daily basis. <laughs> All day, every day. I'm, you know, I'm not just another pretty face. Oh, man. Edge. Oh, Edge. So, Edge gets ousted <laughs> from his own organization. We get a killer, killer match on Monday Night Raw between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. I mean, a pay-per-view quality match. Only to be outshined by this bullshit-ass uh, uh, Judgment Day. I don't know what the hell is going on. 
with them other than the fact that they're just getting, getting rid of Edge because Edge didn't like the supernatural direction of the group. Fine and dandy. I mean... Why is it... Why is the story making this rounds that the rated R superstar is coming back? Uh, short version? This is a... A cover your ass move for Cody going down. Ooh. Cody was basically babyface number one on Raw. Lazy. Lazy booking. <laughs> there it is. Sorry. So Sorry. It, it was so <laughs> so basically you just had two strikes you're out. One, you don't want to do the supernatural shit we've been trying to get out, which I don't. Look, somebody owe Bray Wyatt an apology. Yesterday, yesterday, tomorrow, forever. <laughs> somebody owe Bray an apology because apparently a lot of the supernatural shit that made the fiend so not made the fiend much different than what it was when it started. That's a that's a Stanford thing. It's not so much him. That's actually a Stanford thing. And we still waiting on him to tell the story about Hell in a Cell. I cannot wait to hear that. But yeah, um, yeah, strike one. You don't want to do the supernatural shit. Okay, cool. So you're not you're not in tune with the direction that we're trying to send this in. Two, our top babyface just went down, and he probably going to be gone long enough to where he gonna miss Christmas. We gotta make a move. I haven't heard anything about a draft looming, even though it is kind of that time of year. Uh, there, how can you have a draft when they're, when they're supposed to be ending the brand split? Supposed to be in doing are two different things. Man, they got a lot of shit they got to take care of. <laughs> Lots of house cleaning. Sa- Sasha's supposed to be a tag champ. What is she doing? I'm, what tag champ? Exactly. Naomi's supposed to be a tag champ. What is she doing? What tag champ? What, what what tag championship? This is a figment of your imagination, sir. So is the Judgment Day for Edge. Hey, hey yo. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, here all week. Bing, bing. <laughs> yeah. Bing, uh, bong. <laughs> bing, bong. Yo. So now the we, <laughs> Judgment Day kicks Edge's ass. Say, go home for about a month or two, grow your hair back, come back, and, you know, there's SummerSlam. <laughs> and then last but certainly not least as we get the forbidden door shaped up just right like a nice Jalen Rose hairline uh, did we, you see that picture that's floating around the internet with uh, Jalen Rose's edge up looking like a good times picture cut the shit dog like <laughs> nah for real it looks like a painting no no I saw that like it, it's it's too perfect like he he has notoriously had the fi- most fire edge up on TV and now now his edge up got a filter on it. Good time, anytime <laughs> you need a payment. Yo, the the Bobby Lashley, James Evans uh, character on WWE 2K22. <laughs> <laughs> Lashley, Lashley. Speaking of Lashley, stop bringing back shit from 1989. To oh, ruin man, pose offs. Fuck out of here, man. Super pose down with... Look, all we needed was the... Um, well, what fucking bar was that that Rick Rude had? What well, was the exercise bar? You needed that, fle- that. that flex bar. Yeah, you needed the flex bar so he could hit him, so Theory could hit him with it after the baby oil. 
Shout out to Theory for being able to call that drop t- drop kick and not make it sound so obvious. <laughs> while wearing while wearing a fucking boy band headset. Yeah, like uh, there, he was mic'd up for everything. Like I don't, you know. <laughs> I'm, but I'm like, who in the truck just left his mic hot, knowing they was about to call some shit? That's not even his fault. He took care of Lashley. He here did. It is. And it was subtle. <laughs> this baby, oh, here it is. Wow, dropkick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and and as to the asshole mistake that that is theory too. Um, right. It, it sounded like him being an asshole, but he's really just, you know, calling a calling a shot. New Japan AEW Forbidden Door shaping up nicely. We got uh Switchblade Switchblade J White, your winner. And new! IWGP World Heavyweight Champion after uh going over on Kazo Kata completely blowing up what Adam uh, Page thought was going to be his main event opportunity for the IWGP championship because he did not think that Jay White was actually going to win at Dominion this past Sunday. Well. <laughs> so much for that. <laughs> uh, Wheeler Yuta is finally the great Yuta has finally uh, popped up back onto the uh, Forbidden Door card. Um, In a six man tag. A trios match. Meanwhile, the great Muda, KG Motu, or Muto rather, has uh, finally decided to announce his retirement from professional wrestling, possibly as early as spring 2023. Thank you for your service, sir. Man, uh, one of the most monumental, seminal pieces of the United States-Japan talent exchange uh, going back to 1988, 89, feuds with the Nature Boy Ric Flair, uh, Terry Funk, uh, managed by the late great Playboy Gary Hart. Playboy. Uh, Storyline son of the great Kabuki. Like all of these things, man, and you know his uh, his impact for. So offense. It's looking, very, it's looking very kabuki-ish. <laughs> His impact for offense has been felt for decades in this industry, and the fact that he's still able to hit a moonsault. At like, it's people. It's people now that can't hit a handspring elbow like the great Muda. Just it's just all of his movements were snap. And if you if you really break it down, he wasn't moving a lot. He just did a lot of movement. Does that make sense? It was he, he had his, his showmanship was insane. Yeah, no, no wasted motion, but every move was dramatic. And I can guarantee you that added to the, to his longevity in the ring. Um, that said, Suave. Yeah, we we got a crown. We got a crown. Who's next? We got to pass the torch the right way. Look. Kanos, this one's on us. The next well, one's need, on you. Yeah, the, the next one is on you. Forbidden Door is two weeks from now. Now would be a really good time to get the great Muta on a flight to wherever you're going to be so that at some point during Forbidden Door weekend, Preferably on the pay-per-view, we can have some sort of interaction where the great Muda and the great Yuta are at the same place at the same time, and a torch can be passed. 
everything from the face paint to the mist and if you want to have a ceremonial passing of uh of of the bell bottom pants the bell bottom fight pants I'll, I'll swap the bell bottom pants for the face paint the face paint might be a step too far you don't want to you don't want to get the, the great you the face paint not every week like the face paint in AEW is fucking overdone no no okay so like similar to how uh but not not as od'd as uh proud and powerful pull their uh their president shit off but you notice everybody's doing something dead presidents is house of black did a dead president ish face paint job for the last pay-per-view i'm I'm, like are they just stealing sting's makeup bag like (laughs) i mean because sting is hasn't been on tv in a couple weeks nursing an ankle injury they just said fuck darby allen this ain't your gimmick this is this for everybody (laughs) this for the streets you can have old lady but this paint that's for everybody (laughs) oh man yeah face paint is way overdone i think for for the great yuda i feel like now okay if they do a tag team situation like on a one-off type thing yes absolutely paint your face bell bottoms tape your fingers blow mist all of that (laughs) yeah tape the fingers and hold them in the v format as you come on man come on man all i need all i need the great muta to do is acknowledge the great muta you acknowledge your tribal chief today (laughs) i'm sorry not until this point i haven't because it's been my day but every day seven days a week 365 days a year every day every damn day i'm supposed to do this so i haven't done it until now who's gang or don't bang this has been your daily acknowledgement of the tribal chief at head of the table <laughs> oh, <not laughs> a fucking gang shit straight like that but uh, yeah but yeah, anyway, I, I don't need a lot, just a little bit. Just put a little something on it. Sure, broken a little bit. Sure, brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's at brokenpistolbc on all things social. So that's at brokenpistolbc on what? Everything. 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 Uh, broken Pistol Logic with the shit. You can't write this. Uh, Shouts out to Ron Murray, as always. Price just, price, price just went up. And uh, mark my words. Fuck the casual fan. Can't forget all that. And Tony Snow, what up, though? Uh, man, that boy getting active on the herb up there in Oklahoma, man. Woo. Man. Ooh. Ooh, I forgot next month. Uh, probably around episode 176, we may have some news for y'all. Make sure you, every week, every damn week. <laughs> Three, 52 weeks a year. <laughs> Fuck with your boys. We might have some news. Uh, I think that's it, man. My birthday is winding down too, man. Uh, I I appreciate each and every one of you for reaching out to me on social media, phone calls, text messages, all that good shit, making your boy feel good on this uh on, on this here year. You know what I'm saying? Because straight like that, straight like that. There's no there's no good feeling like a good feeling. Bars, swap. Nothing nothing says fuck you like fuck you. Shane Taylor, we coming, gang. Swab. Yeah. Take us to the house. Pencil pushers. Keep it in your pants and out of the emails. Wait a minute. (laughs) Heads up. Pencils down. It's expensive out here.